Oh gang, it's episode 23 of Height Drop. This one's a bit, a bit different, a bit uh, more themed than uh than some of the other Height Drops. Hope you enjoy. Here we go. Lay it, lay it down. Let me see your hand. Show me what you got. You're always talking, but you're not playing. It doesn't match your face. Gotta find my way away from this place. Can you take me now? It's Tuesday. I, I want it. I want it real. Are you afraid of me now? Are you afraid of me now? Do you feel it? Do you feel it? Do you feel that I can see your soul? Do you feel it? Do you feel it? Do you feel the beat in your heart? I, I want it. I want it real. Run away with me now. I, I want it. I want it real. Run away with me now. Yeah, do you feel Tuesday? Do you feel high drop right now? I hope you do. I hope you like that one. Probably a lot of you guys even maybe know that one. I stole it from Rick and Morty. If you watch that show, then you know it. And uh, that's, I think, probably where that song became known in that band. Chaos, Chaos with Do You Feel It? And um, the reason I chose that, it's pretty obvious if you've read the title probably by now, but we're talking about mental health on today's episode. And... um, and that's kind of an iconic moment. That song always makes me think of like that Rick, Rick in the garage. I don't know why actually that came to mind today, but it, it seemed fitting. So it works out. Um, Rick's in the garage and he's basically broken up with, uh, okay. It doesn't matter what Rick did. Basically he's depressed and like he's in the garage and he's basically, um, on the verge of suicide. So, I mean, I don't know, the the whole, that, that cartoon, the whole theme of that cartoon has often got some mental health nuances and, um, and it just seemed fitting, I guess, because of today's talk and like, because I like that show and I like the song, everything, I, I like everything about it. Um, and so I obviously in the title here, you're going to know, but it's with Nick Ortiz and Mark East Johnson. You guys know Nick Ortiz, um, probably from a few... You know, if you're long, if you're a listener of the podcast, you know Nick Ortiz already. Good friend of mine from originally from New York, from long, from Staten Island, excuse me, and uh, training for probably 10, 11 years now or something ridiculous. Maybe longer, maybe less actually. I don't really know. Doesn't matter. He's been training a long time, and uh, we're brothers in arms here. And um. You know, he's just a savage. He just released a really cool parkour POV video with Ampasound, aka Scott Bass. Uh, if you haven't seen that, it's it's hitting them six-figure views on YouTube. It's a really good video, and Nick's one of the most talented practitioners out in the world right now. So, um, anyhow, so but he also is dealing with and suffers from um, certain mental uh, conditions, and I'm like tiptoeing around because I don't really like and I should preface this whole episode with the very very important fact that like none of us like really are professionals we're not any kind of medical professionals or therapists or clinical psychologists or anything like that so um, we just wanted to sit down and have a conversation about some of this stuff because uh, we we think it, it's a good idea to spread the awareness and it's helpful for people to talk about and it helps us sort our own ideas out on it um, and, um, 
and also, you know, we have fun. Like, podcast isn't just like a complete, you know, just that song is kind of low. It just kind of gets you. It almost puts you, it can make you get goosebumps or it can put you like a tear in your eye maybe, you know. But uh, anyhow, but we're not medical professionals. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about nine times out of ten. Um, especially me, you know, these guys actually, um, uh, might be a little more experienced with it and I haven't had any, you know, diagnoses or anything like that. Um, like these other gentlemen have, um, and I don't think I suffer. I'm very, very fortunate not to suffer from any kind of, um, serious, you know, condition, you know, like, or. I don't know how to describe it even. Again, again, not very smart. I think it's more helpful just to listen to the full context of the uh, to the of the conversation than for me to blabber about it right now. But I'll before we get into that, let me make sure I also introduce our other uh, very important guest, Marquise Johnson. Um, he's also a really really talented um, longtime practitioner, and you know you might know him especially for his dive roll ability. He's been pushing some downward dive rolls. He's really big, strong, muscular dude, and he can take it on the back. He can jump basically to his hands with what you would jump to, to on your feet. I don't, I fucked that sentence up, but whatever. And, um, Marquise, of course, you know, we, we did the international, the apex international live stream together in 2016. I think that was the first time I really got to spend some time with Marquise. Um, and you also might know, you know, so you know, go check that out if you want to nice, nice little, Nice little event. We're going to redo it finally again. It's coming back finally this year. So looking forward to that. But also, Marquise works very closely with Team Farang, um, the very well-known Team Farang. So if you're a fan of them, then you might have seen Marquise's work or you might be a very, uh, you might already be very aware of Marquise and, and what he does. So all the, all the guest stuff is going to be in the description, of course. And then, and then, of course, you know, Marquise is also on this episode in particular because he was also um, down to talk about some mental health stuff. He suffers from a, uh, I think it's bipolar, I don't know the exact name, bipolar disorder. But, um, yeah, I mean, these guys just, I can't say it enough. These guys are, are I can't thank them and I can't um, admire them enough for the for the bravery and the, just the, the honesty that they bring to the table on this episode. So I appreciate both of them just wanting to to show up and, and talk about this on air. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of set that up and let you guys know who these guys are a little bit. Um, they're both great guys, and uh, it, was, it was really good to talk about some of this stuff with them. I think it's an important conversation to have. You know, even as uncomfortable as you can tell, it already makes me sometimes. It, it sort of makes me uncomfortable to get into this stuff because I think it's super sensitive, but it's also... Um, very important to, to, to face these things and, and to get them out there. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, just because I know that it's a, it's a serious issue for people in the generation that is, you know, compiling the bulk of the parkour population, I would say, you know, especially within our community, I feel, uh, close to, to a lot of people that, that suffer similar things or, or, you know, I don't know. It's, it's very prevalent in today's Western society, maybe more in America than others, or, you know, I don't know if I'm getting a biased sample or some shit, but I might be. And, um, and so I hope you guys enjoy this one. If you, if you have any ideas, questions, concerns, I think we definitely, you know, we got, we barely scratched the surface, honestly, on all this stuff. Like we went for almost two hours and, 
Um, I still feel like there's so much more to talk about and so much more that we could have gotten to. So I might want to have these guys back on. So if you guys are interested in that, if you like this conversation or if it helps you or if you think that there's a question that needs to go answered that we didn't cover or there's something else you want to hear us talk about or, you know, if there's other guests that you want to hear from that you know also deal with this or if you want to make your voice heard, whatever. By all means, please get involved. And we really appreciate you guys um, listening to the podcast. It's uh, episode 23. So in two episodes, we will have a Patreon up. And I appreciate you guys just sticking around for this journey. We're almost a half a year into it already, which is nuts. So we're going to have to maybe do something special for that semi-annual. You know what I'm saying? All right. um, I got a bowl full of blueberries. And uh, this intro is way too long already. So without further ado, please welcome Marquise Johnson and Nicholas Ortiz to your ears. Oh, are you guys man. ready to begin? Because it's too late. Here we are, gang. We're here. We're running it. It's episode 23. <laughs> oh my God. The best number, yes. according to some movie, maybe, like that Jim Carrey was in. But I didn't see. <laughs> Did oh, anyone see that? The, one, the number 23? Is I don't think it was very good. It was one of those dramatic Jim Carrey movies, and I like Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. He's like one of my favorite good. heroes. In fact, it's going to be kind of relevant. I mean, talk about segue extraordinaire Ooh. man check Bye me out that. check me out so we're talking with my guests today my guests today are nicholas ortiz former high drop phenom now tied with max Rennie for most guest appearances it's you guys hilarious. are on you guys are going after that <laughs> that high drop i'm gonna have a high drop championship one day well high drop champion it's always dude i feel like i've been in a weird competition with max that we both kind of <laughs> subconsciously think about for the last like five years oh. i mean you guys are i mean you're just brothers from another mother's and we also have marquise johnson in the house hello first time guest much love and thank you guys for coming on both of you stoked on thank it thank you dad absolutely <laughs> <laughs> okay we have to establish who dad is for this whole conversation i can't do i'm this. gonna be dad probably <laughs> all right i mean <laughs> let's, let's just Daddy's face it i'm older here. than you guys it's my house these are my mics you're speaking into. <laughs> I had to get you water rules, i mean i'll get you water i'll like you're drinking all I'll your t- water i'll tell you to clean your room if you want I gotta clean up my room. I'll tell you to put your tongue back in your mouth, dude. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put that where I please. You just are. You just daddy thugs. Um, Yeah, I feel like a dad sometimes around you guys. It's kind of annoying. I feel like especially around me and Knox when we're together. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) This man went to bed with like salami and cheese last night. Yeah, I was. (laughs) That was some OG dad shit. And water. It wasn't even wine. Oh no! What about his nice snack of oatmeal? (laughs) <laughs> Why are you guys talking shit when I eat? That was what was in the house, right? <laughs> We're I had oatmeal, I had my oats. Oh, man. I had my oats and I had my fucking salami and cheese from camping. That was that perishable, man. That's Saturday how I night live. For Daddy Dougie. I lived a dream, dude. I lived a real dream. Even went to bed after midnight. Yeah, I stayed up past midnight just for you guys. I wanted to go to bed real dad style, like at 11. I did too. I was so beat Sleep's yesterday. Sleep's important, man. Sleep's important. I was sunbeat. I was, I was sleep deprived. You're a little hungover, maybe. No. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit. Yeah, actually, I was. I did go the out. Certainty Friday. behind that. Uh, it doesn't process. I was the surprisingly same. not hungover, and again, you know, I don't, I don't can endorse that kind of activity necessarily. Everyone does. But uh, you have to do it sometimes. Once you got to let the moon. demons out. Once in a blue moon. You got to let yeah, the. Yeah, Is the moon ever actually blue? The darkness. I don't know. Out. I just heard that that was. You a guys beer. know darkness. 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 <laughs> You gotta let that dog. His name out. is Mordecai. And speaking of, we're gonna be talking about darkness. That's actually what I was going with with Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because Jim Carrey's fucked up, and we're fucked up. So. No, I mean, Jim Carrey <laughs> is the guy who got to see truth and came back with his alchemy. You're not supposed to do that. 
Ooh, yeah, expand, right? expand. Ooh. Alchemy. I actually never read The Alchemist. Everyone loves that shit, oh, though. Man. Right? We can it. definitely drop into some, like the nerdier side of alchemy later on. Okay. Like you're talking about Full Metal Alchemist? Absolutely. Like that kind of nerdy? Oh, yeah. the full... Because like, that's yeah. what the anime... references, man. That's what that is. Do you think people who like are really into just weird anime and just kind of find those people as their inspiration tend I, to I think like, they just keep learning, dude. I don't know. It's no, full I lessons. Because I realize like, I find... I, like, I seem to find my most... Like the most of my inspiration comes from people who don't even exist. Truth. <laughs> well, you know, that's that makes sense, though. Because that's myth. That's like legend, yeah. right? Yeah. That's like, I mean, it's like I want to get as close. I, to I can't that make as it through a podcast without talking about Jordan Peterson because he's just been on the brain lately. He's been on like all the topical shit that's in the world. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm but, uh, not informed. Like that's like part of like his whole spiel is this idea of myth, right? And it's it goes back way further than him. It's not like he's the first to to come up with this stuff, but it makes sense that imaginary characters they're the most ideal. Yeah, because they can be because no human being is actually perfect. So like, yeah, it's. That's why probably that is. I don't I know. Mean, no, well, no human being is perfect. And I think it's. I think it's like the matter of the situations they typically find themselves in. They're just so far out there. It's I've, kind of like it. Kind of puts kind of these ridiculous situations into a perspective that allows you to live in it a little bit. And you're like, well, if that's possible, and you can still get past that, like regular life shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I think of Kratos, and I'm like, yo, this dude's knocking down trolls that are like. 20 feet tall and have hammers that weigh like four tons <laughs> and shoot fire at you. <laughs> All right, I'm lost on that one. But I don't know who the fuck Kratos God is. God of War, man. God of uh, War. I hear that game is pimp. That's what I, I really heard. hear that. I haven't played either, but about like, I can follow. I don't know. I what might do you watch think? It. Do you I feel might... the same way? I honestly think that the coolest thing is what you find in yourself within those characters because like, that's mm. the cool thing about it. A character can be written to be perfect, absolutely, but they never are. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're yeah, supposed like to be an embodiment 100%, of, of yeah, a humans person. Humans can't be perfect, but even yeah, the best characters yeah. never are perfect. So, but you can write them to have like an inspiring story easier exactly. than yeah. Then you can see, but like that's why it's so inspiring well, I mean, when you like, see humans doing that kind of high level yeah. stuff as well. I mean, it's rare, but like last night is a great example. I watched DC fight for the heavyweight belt in uh, MMA and UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship. If you guys didn't check it out, you should check it out. I mean. I don't want to go into it too hard. I don't know if you guys watch the fights or anything, but DC, I will watch it. I DC is this guy, it. Daniel Cormier. I'm, he's one of the most inspiring individuals I can think of, like bar none, because he's come through so much. And last night he did like, he made history. He became the second person to hold two belts simultaneously in the UFC, but only second to Conor McGregor. And it's the heavyweight and light heavyweight championship, which is like even more gangster in a way. And he's, He's just a legend, dude. He's just such an inspiring. He's a good human being. He's like a mythical hero almost. And he's had to overcome a lot. Like, that's what makes his story interesting. It's not, you know, just like the characters. His daughter died in a car accident, like something very horrible, obviously. His mm. dad was, like, murdered when he was young. Like, it's, it's, he's, he's suffered, like, through some hardships. But he has, like, just an incredible persona. And, like, I don't know. I just always wonder. And how he that. overcame the odds, you know? It's crazy. You got to read that, read about DC. No, I'm actually interested in DC now because th those are all things that, like, I, I still just question how how he's able to kind of live with those sort of things still every day and continue to kind of keep pushing forward like that. Yeah. Because, mm. I mean, even for me, like, I don't, I don't, have, I don't have the same experience exactly. Mm -hmm. But, like, I've, there's a lot of people in my life who have died, and it's, like, a hard thing to kind of just... Yeah live with sometimes and once in a while it just hits you really really hard and i kind of i kind of wonder how often he goes through that sort of same situation yeah yeah i mean i i could not even imagine you know my the only people that have been close to me that have died are my grandparents 
and that's kind of like to be expected. So it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's definitely rough, but it's also, you know, they say like when your child dies or when your friend, you know, like in your case, your best friend, basically, you know, those are the things you're not supposed to be robbed of that early. And that can be like, it's not something you ever prepare for. Whereas once you're kind of aware of what death is, you kind of like, even if you don't consciously do it, you're starting to understand like, oh, my grandparents are going to go before me. Yeah. It's you almost know? a sad anticipation that we all get. Yeah. But when the, the ones that feel sudden just hit faster, I guess, mm. hit faster, sort of harder. Hit faster and harder. Yeah. And especially when it is like super sudden and kind of su- not something you would ever really expect. That's usually how those situations kind of go down, especially when it's someone like younger than you or... Yeah. Someone even like in you're someone that's like you're young and in your age group. It's kind of any anybody you feel is in in your circle, mm-hmm. like grandparents. That's that's not far. Like anybody who likes their grandparents is gonna struggle. Yeah, you know your best friend. That's still early. Like even early on time expected. The the inner circle always hits hard mm-hmm. regardless. Mm-hmm. But what? How does that? How has that affected you? I mean, part of the reason why we all wanted to get together today. You know, is what we talked about beforehand was just we, we, you know, you guys perhaps more than me have experienced a lot of, um, ex- you just have more experience in this, this realm of mental health. And like, you wanted to bring a little bit more attention to your sh- sharing your stories. And like, I want to share as much as possible, I guess. But, you know, I knew that you guys wanted to also yeah, help others kinda... understand, like, because we all know that in the parkour community, you know, people that might be listening to this, but not just the, that, but just this entire generation of millennials or whatever people that are exposed or growing up with the internet they're, everyone's like suffering like higher rates of depression anxiety um absolutely suicide and if like it's not all more, kinds of mental aware of problems it, you know yeah. yeah maybe yeah exactly maybe it is just a more of awareness thing and more re- reporting yeah but i think it actually is also measurably increased in I wouldn't because disagree. you know you look at societies that don't have the internet and it's like they don't have some of these issues right um or they have less internet or they have like, they haven't adopted it yet. I think like I'm sign- at that point where like I, I, it's so many variables. I couldn't even put a finger on it. I wouldn't even try. Yeah, no, you know, no. Yeah. I think so that's just, I, 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 agree. I, try and I, I think it's just but- one of the variables, right? Is yeah. this idea that exposure is definitely a super important thing to look at. Yeah. Um, because you gotta, you gotta, sometimes you gotta wonder where the thoughts come from. Mm. And the more that you're taking in, the more that you're trying to respond to and the way you're responding to said things, positive or negative accumulates. So, yeah, I definitely think that, that, like, our access to more information via the Internet in all senses of it are absolutely what's driving the higher, I guess, awareness uh-huh. and diagnosis of different mental conditions, mental health conditions I'll, in America. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'd I'll, I'll love to hear you guys' thoughts on this, too. But I think also that the fact that we are, and, you know, parkour culture in particular is very much based in in the internet we're a global culture we have a lot of ties across the world the only way we can stay in touch with each other often is through social media and that has its benefits because look we can at least stay in touch with each other but it also has pitfalls i think where now you know you might realize that oh i actually don't have as much human to human like in-person interaction as as is healthy as is necessary for me to like feel um good you know like i think if you i think i've noticed at least that you know if i spend too much time on social media not enough time with real interactions tangible (laughs) tangible things you know it's not that they're not genuine interactions online but there's something different that's not it's like a it's like eating like digital food or something it's like you might be able to program taste into your mouth and it might taste good but there's no nutrition in there necessarily you're you're basically missing a bunch of different senses essentially yeah like like, even if it's not the people like 
It's it's the, it's the fact that it, there there's no full connection there. There's no like deep actual connection. Yeah. There's no there's no eye contact. There's no understanding mm. of there's no reading of body language. Yeah, there's like no body language. There's no facial expressions to read. There's no real tone of ver- tone of voice to understand. And we use all those things in order to actually understand usually where someone is coming up coming from. And yeah. tones can be interpreted and stuff in sort of the wrong way sometimes. But there is definitely a general rule to how we respond to them. Yeah. Kind of similar to like when you see a dog having their tail down and like Truth. that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I think it causes, it, well, sorry. I think it can have the potential to cause a sort of social atrophy. Yeah. Like mm, someone who yeah. already wasn't very good or very comfortable with like socialization to a certain level. Mm-hmm. The more you sit inside and it's it's, and cra- don't it's training wheels that, it's, it's a training thing. wheels for for yeah. socialization but yeah if you'd never take the training wheels off I don't think any generation or group like I think it's a crossover of Gen Z and millennials and even the like yeah, the yeah. lower end of Gen X and everything oh yeah we how many people know if they're introverted or extroverted now I don't know almost everyone. Because it's been a thing that's been thrown out and they're like, oh, maybe I should find out. Maybe, how do I feel? Which way do I lean? Mm. I could pick a random person on the stream and be like, are you more introverted or extroverted? Yeah. And in that moment, they may want to answer, not want to answer, but I think they know. So that, that alone is just an example of how things are moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Or at least what I believe to be forward. You think, oh, yeah, yeah. That, you think that's a helpful, just, yeah. that's a helpful tent pole to build off or some scaffolding yeah, to build off it, of and start to understand who you are and what you It's the smallest acknowledgement of wanting to be self aware. Mm. Knowing your astrological sign, whatever. Like, you can put stock in it, you can not put stock in it, but like, the thing that's been studied for hundreds of years and such. Mm. So, like, the little inkling of you caring about, like, your interactions with people or what, what anybody says could potentially explain how you interact with things in this world. Mm. I think that, that small little thing, Oh yeah, I'm a very introverted person. Like, so for I you, it's just like, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, don't let me put words in your mouth, but no, you're good. it sounds like what you're saying is if you put focus, if you just pay attention to yourself, that's going to be like one of the biggest things that you can aid I don't know. I would love to hear you. Like, is that something that's been working for you? Oh, can yeah. you just talk about like your journey a little bit and like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've um, gone through and what's been working. And- I don't know how much we want to like riff on a straight story, but long story short, um, kind of went on some solo travel. wasn't getting the interaction I was looking for. was wasn't sleeping well. was working too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up being committed in England and diagnosed as bipolar last year and kind of like fell into varying levels of psychosis, et cetera. But that's like, that's last year. How, you know? how did that, how do, why do you think it culminated at that moment? And like, did you, it was, what, like, what makes sense to you now looking back at like yeah. all the years prior, if anything, well, like that led up to that. What do you think like brought you into that stage? And I like, really don't even think it was years leading up to that. It was like looking back now, I can see small behaviors even as like early as being a kid and the frustrations of like handling other people's emotions and not knowing how to respond. I think it all just tore a hole in what I thought I knew, right? Mm-hmm. About myself. But self-awareness, I would have already known how I respond to certain things like stress by myself. Like I always knew like I had trouble being inside spaces by myself for too long. Like, but my energy was always explained by like people saying I had ADHD and this and that. So like it was dismissed mostly because I wasn't on meds or anything as a kid and so on. Mm-hmm. Right. So traveling alone when your expectation is to always be surrounded by people already, you're kind of uncomfortable. You think that's a societal expectation just like to always be around people? No, I'm hyper extroverted. Like that's 
absolutely a prerequisite to all of this. Oh, uh, okay. I feel more comfortable sitting next to a person doing nothing than sitting alone in a room doing whatever the fuck. Like, oh, okay, so you're, that's your expectation. Yeah, like, not so expectation, like for this that's trip, your... I expected to be training with people and doing mm. stuff all the time. And next thing I know, I'm walking around Brighton in the rain by myself because I made the poor decision to like leave where Renee Damley was staying for her uh, study abroad program. I was like, oh. I'll, I'll just go back into the city or whatever this and that. And then I didn't even check like when trains were running, <laughs> you know? So like, <laughs> so like small poor decisions just kept putting weight on my own situation, right? And then I just like cracked like an egg. It was interesting. Um, so looking back on everything, like, I don't know. I think the biggest issue with that was like expectations, but I can go into dozens of tangents. So like, well, please. I'd love to hear, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever tangent you want to go into, because I think, you know, or whatever you think people are going to benefit from. Cause I think that's what, like, I think you guys are really, first of all, like brave for like wanting to share your story. Cause I think this is a huge issue. It's something that I've like, even just talking with Nick in private, you know, I've understood, I've become to understand more things about myself. Yeah. Just like hashing these things out. And I think that's like what this conversation is going to be is, is about is just like letting people know that they're not alone. Right. Cause that can be Truth, part hey. of the hugest, I don't know. Like, is that, you know, um, that's something things. that like everyone benefits from a little bit is just understanding that, Oh, people are going through the same problems as me yeah. and, uh, and often worse problems than me. Uh, my main three things before I pass it over to Nick here. Uh, I think step one for me is really just acknowledging like, I'll say a lot of things as, as though it's very easy, but that's part of like my treatment of myself. Now I try to make things sound very easy so that when I go try to do them, I don't go at them like they're a wall I'm trying to break down. Mm. So nothing is ever easy, you know, but my friends and I like have just this, it's almost a mantra. It's like, it's not hard. It's easy. You mm. know, that's just what it is. And so, that can be so powerful, exactly, right? especially like, if you're surrounding yourself with people that share that mentality. Wholeheartedly believing something that comes out of your mouth can mean so much, mm. right? Like if you're going to say you're okay, you have to believe that mm. period. So having mantras and stuff that you can wholeheartedly believe in is powerful, I think. But beyond that, the whole, I, you're not alone thing. Um, I've stretched that for myself as far as like, not only am I not alone in the current bit, but like humans have been around for a long time. There's no way that this is unique. Mm -hmm. Someone's broken this, you know, mm. someone's learned how to go day to day with this. If I feel like I'm an intelligent, capable being, I think I should chase after that, which has been done before and, you know, take it a little further. Yeah. So yeah. like that's the foundation for, for which like I wake up in the morning and I chase, you know? Mm. So that, that's me. That's a really powerful place to come from. You know, that's like really important. You know, you, you can see that people have overcome at least as much as you've overcome. Exactly. And so you can take that and be like, I can do this too. Yeah. And that's huge, dude. And there's something liberating. What, 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 uh, what about you, Nick? I, don't uh, know you... I think, I think it's definitely, definitely part of it is trying to let people know that they aren't alone. But I think a big point for me, at least, is I feel like definitely establishing understanding is kind of what's the important part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you can, if anything is taken from this, I want it to be un like, I want it to be something that allows a person to understand themselves a little bit more. Mm. Cause the only way to like kind of really conquer through whatever, whatever mental barrier you're having is to understand it as fully as you possibly can. Absolutely. And actually speaking with Marquise last night, I also just like, I kind of agree with that whole entire idea of, people have done it before so then you must be capable as well and i also want to show that even people who are succeeding in certain things or doing things that i don't know it could be anybody it could be your favorite musician chef athlete whatever that whoever you might be looking up to 
could also be struggling just as hard as you are and isn't actually that much different than you are. Yep. Yeah. Often they are struggling, right? Or they have yeah, struggled in yeah. like in amazing ways. Everybody and... knows how to put on the face, man. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> it kind of brings me back. What do you think uh, that is important about that? I feel like there's something valuable about that, even though like it kind of is counterintuitive because, you know, we also think that it, there's, there's something valuable about being vulnerable and sharing and also like asking for help when you need it. Yeah. Right. And you, you should be doing that. Otherwise you're also going to be setting yourself up for, for, you know, failure in one way or another, I feel like. Right. Yeah. yeah. But also there is like that just being, I'm going to, it's easy. I can do this like that. Even if it's like kind of faking it till you make it. Dude, I, wish, I wish that worked for everybody. I really do. Mm. Like, I don't call it faking it till you make it. It's just like plenty of people who are successful at things say you have to treat yourself as though you're already what you're chasing. Mm. Because if you don't like, honestly, I could treat myself like I have a lot of money. I really could. I like the clothes I wear. I like the things I eat, but ultimately I know what's in my bank account. But even the small times where I treat myself like I'm doing the way I want to do inspires me to chase after it. Cause you can't do that too often without struggling, you know? Mm. So you got to get to a point where it's no longer a struggle, but, um, I don't know. I think I th you, you want to start off on this one, Nick? And I think the point that, that that really just made me think of is sort of understanding that, um, kind of anything that you try to do, especially if you're dealing with like mental sort of like mental health things, it's that it's going to be hard and it's accepting that it's going to be hard. Mm. It's allowing to hear the words as easy, but then interpreting and understanding what the actions are going to be and knowing that you're going to struggle, like you're going to cry, you're going to scream, mm. you're going to mm -hmm. hurt, you're going <laughs> to feel terrible at points. But but if you can make friends with it, it's like... Yeah, not even make friends with it, but if you can... if you can, There's always that like, classic quote, like, be, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get comfortable Comf like, like, in that situation that you hate the most. Comfort and, and, comfort and progress don't mix, dude. They just don't. They don't. <laughs> they really don't. Like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all about that process, right? I mean, that's what we keep coming back to, and, and a lot of the conversations that we're talking about this is just you, you, you. If you focus so much on the the destination, the journey, then it can be motivating. It can help get you there, but it's an empty philosophy in some ways, right? Where if you once you get there, if you haven't like actually developed the process to to keep orienting yourself towards new goals and like being comfortable again in that discomfort and pushing yourself further. Yeah, man. Then you're just going to be just as unhappy. You just got like got this weird achievement, you know? Yeah. That's what 2018 has been for me. Um, I don't know. I just want to touch on that mask thing really fast before we leave that alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that everybody puts on their mask because on a regular day, like we have names for people who look anything less than happy on a, in a natural state, right? Like what is RBF? What is RBF? But a Resting joke on somebody. Race, right? Yeah, dude, What is that? But like <laughs> us calling somebody out for not looking happy just because yeah. they're walking around. Yeah. You know, Wait, I don't know if we have a name for sad faced people, but most times you don't want to be the sad faced person in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that's look. already an expectation when you walk out of your house, like you got to look yeah. a certain way. Yeah. You know, like I got all this turmoil inside, but I can't look mad. I can't look sad. I gotta, I gotta at least look content. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, like, you, know? you gotta look like you have your shit together. Like at I, all times, I gotta you know? at least look like I'm kind of upset cause I'm busy. I'm not upset cause my life's <laughs> shitty. I'm, I'm upset cause I gotta be somewhere. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you it's cause I work, but it's actually cause I just could not sleep last night. My dreams were real intense. Yeah. And it starts at an early age, even like you start, you know, like you fall over, you scrape your knee. What happens is everyone tells you not to cry and that it's, it's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's not like, a big deal. 
It's like no, it might it might suck right now a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it might it probably hurts. Like yeah, a lot. I think I think that's like been been the big shift. Like that's what that Jordan Peterson. I think that raid the wave of momentum that he's riding is all based on this whole thing. That's like. We're all kind of realizing, like, oh, that's not like what we should all be saying. Yeah, let's like, just stiff up you the lift stuff, it. man. You're like, special. <laughs> Everyone's good. Like, it's uh, life is a beautiful thing. It's like, like no, 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 no. I don't really let's know. Let's actually tell a more realistic thing of it, because 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 when you just tell people that it's all good all the time, then they don't even know why they feel bad. They yeah. can understand like why it's bad because they're like, I'm, I, I guess None I'm supposed to be fine. I guess I'm supposed to be okay and everything's supposed to be great, but it's not. You know exactly. Like, and actually. It's much better. It's much more powerful to operate if with you with the understanding that like oh it's going to be difficult. Like you're saying yeah. it's going to be hard. Like, like everything's going to be um, a beast in one way or mm-hmm. another. But you know when you accept that, you actually feel good. Yeah, yeah that phrase. You know? It's hard. It's it's not hard. It's easy. It's it's an ex- it's an acceptance of what you have to do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you get to call it what you want. Yeah. You know, it could be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life, but if you tell yourself it's easy you get to talk about the hardest thing you've ever dealt with like in an open manner because you didn't feel like you were crushed under it. Like somebody who lifts weight period, you know, they know the strain of lifting weight. And when they finish, I have never heard somebody not be happy. They did it, Mm -hmm. you know, and you get to this point where you stop complaining about it being difficult because you get used to that pressure. But often enough, I don't think people let themselves get used to the pressure. You know, mm-hmm. um, well, oftentimes I think the acceptance goes in the wrong direction. It's just, oh, well, especially for people who hit that depressive state, it's this acceptance. So, oh, yeah, tomorrow is not going to be better. Yep. not tomorrow might not be better. Tomorrow might not. Tomorrow, tomorrow is not going to be better. Yeah, that's so sad. I mean, yeah, when you when you just give up basically in that in that way. Yeah. And it's it's sucky to have to use a phrase like give up because like that that could be them trying, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, it's 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 it, pretty it's pretty that, interesting. Yeah, that's their yeah yeah. I mean, you know, fuck, I mean, I've I've like uh, actually not had any experience with this kind of stuff until pretty much recently. Until this like last last year, you know, my body started to degenerate and like not degenerate. It didn't feel like I was able to do what I used to be able to do. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! Like actually, there's all these things wrong with my body. Like for me, it was a lot about um, just kind of you know, I was putting so much energy and focus into parkour training and like making myself into as best an athlete as I possibly could. And that was really helpful because then I could, I could face the discomfort in my own territory in a way, like I could face it on my own terms. But when it became like off my own terms, you know, when, when all of a sudden the discomfort was, all right, I'm now, you know, this discomfort is no, you can't go train. You're going to have to figure out other parts of your life and you're going to have to figure out what it means to like, like you said, like be alone in Brighton instead of like where I want to be is like with all my friends or whatever. Yeah. For me, it's like, all right, all my friends are doing parkour. I've got to figure out, you know, what kind of person am I when I'm not able to train because my back's hurting or because, you know, for me, it was just, I had a lot of bad habits when I first started out and I've, it's, it's been a long unwrapping of my, my, my posture and stuff like this to like work myself back into you know, towards training, you know, that I want to be able to do, but, um, I don't know where I was going with it. I guess I was just going to say like, for me, it was, it, I had a lot, uh, going for me for most of my life and I haven't like had the, the same kind of weight that I felt like I've been carrying, you know, my entire life. But yeah. when I really got like down, I wasn't able to train and like, I felt like things were slipping away and there's just like a, a bunch of things in my life were happening yeah. there. I've just felt like, damn, this is what it feels like. 
now I understand. I never understood depression. I never understood like what it means to actually want that, to like you know that feeling of giving up where you're just like I don't believe that tomorrow is better. Yeah. I don't know, like, like you this can't is my life you now. can't feel yeah. like uh, there's there's any you know you've lost hope you've lost like the the ability to you feel overwhelmed you have this no um yeah. nowhere to move from it feels like you just I don't even know but that's, that's what it's been like the last like, <laughs> yeah twenty years <laughs> it's nuts <laughs> that's just so much weight to carry for so so long dude yeah like it's I've just become familiar with it now and now it feels weird if I try to like if I try to go into a different lifestyle a little bit like like right now I'm working towards getting out of it because I'm just like kind of tired of being in here but kind of the moments when I start feeling really good they just they just feel strange because I'm not used to it. It like, makes me like afraid almost. <laughs> like, I'm afraid yeah, I'm you have something to lose again. Yeah. There's something yeah. about like being at rock bottom. You're like, at least I got nothing to lose now. Yeah. But as soon as you start building momentum again, you feel like, oh shit, now I could all slip away. Now yeah. I could get my heart broken again. Now I could get my dreams crushed. I yeah. could get like, I could, my dick could fall off, whatever. Like <laughs> <laughs> something bad could happen yeah. to me because now I'm not at rock bottom. I feel yeah, like, dude. and everyone's rock bottom is different. That's what's so interesting too. Is like, I, I just know, you like, might feel that way and you might get someone in that looks at your life might be like, oh, I wish oh, I could so be like great, Nick. Man. And I could just, if I could just be like Nick Ortiz, I would fucking like, I would, I could die tomorrow. You know, if I could just do what he could do <laughs> down mean, the side of a building, right? I like but for you, you're like, I fucking hate this. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's it's even like, like the mental health, like the real like mental health thing kind of like really comes in because there's points of where I'm aware of how good my life is and how like nice, mm-hmm. some, how nice some things are working and how how good of a, especially home, how good of a childhood I, I had. But how I still was since then, you know, since I was four or five years old, like since basically since I have, I've made, had my first memories, I haven't felt a sense of like contentment or safety mm. like pretty much at all um for at, least, for at least like i mean i've had the feelings but they don't last more than a couple hours sometimes i'll get it a couple hours and then it usually goes away yeah yeah and i, I don't even know that you're you're supposed to feel safe or content you know like yeah. that's like and for, it's like a, in a way you have thing. a blessing you know like <laughs> we're talking about like what works and like all right well for unfortunately and potentially fortunately for you like you know, if you turn it, I don't know if it's fortunate or not, but if you turn it around on itself, it's like, think about this maybe. And I could be stupid as shit. So bear with me. Swing I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not like a, a therapist or anything. I don't know what I'm Nearly. talking about. Yeah. 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 Here. This is all anecdotal. This is all just bro, bro talk. Yeah. In man. a way. But like you, you, your contentment period is like so short that you're like, I got to get back to work instantly to start feeling good again because I think we all understand that when we're working towards something that we that is meaningful to us like goals that's matter, when we feel dude. our best right goals matter Goal, yeah. goals but keep it's people like, around <laughs> yeah but it's like if like for me it's it's weird because those goals they, they're so short lived like mm. okay for for example just the, this is the best way I can like make an analogy out of it when I did the Whole Foods Descent the first time um you know I was stoked as shit and then I think it was within two hours I was over it and I'm like, it wasn't that big a deal. It didn't actually matter. Like nothing you did was that hard. You like, you're, you're not impressive. You're <laughs> like, basically just like every negative thing you can kind of say to yourself afterwards. And I've been in there since then. So like, I, mm. so even now I still don't like when people were like, Oh dude, that thing you did was sick. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you hit a tripwire, man. <laughs> you know, I think. What was that? Sorry. Oh no! It sounds like you hit a tripwire. You know, 
that like I don't know. I'll, I'll use that to describe how, like that sudden moment where you don't feel so good anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that that one descending moment where the negative like the negative thoughts are the dominant bit going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like. You can absolutely hit like being bipolar. That's that's part of it. I can absolutely hit a different tripwire and be stoked for weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I can be losing sleep because you. It, I mean, it's been noted that people need less sleep when they're manic. Mm-hmm. So, like, even just last week, man, I, I I was hanging out and I woke up at five forty-five for no reason. Just just. The- I go to sleep at like one or two on average. So I just woke up at five forty-five and was like, "Yo, hello, son." Damn. I didn't stay up. Luckily, I'm, I'm able to go back to sleep, but some people don't have that privilege, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, that like those sudden shifts that are almost unexplainable, like they're explainable now because we know more, mm-hmm. but that's a tripwire, dude. You set something off that you didn't intend to set off, you know? Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Fair. Mm. This is fair enough. I just never really know like what that tripwire is. Oh, yeah. Me. It's like, it just comes. Because it could be different nowhere. every like, time. What, like, like, one day, like some days, uh, like I'll go to bed and I'll be like pretty happy, and then the next morning I'll wake up and literally just be like, Wow, everything is terrible. <laughs> and literally just want to disappear. What do you feel like gets you out of that state when you when you're in that that bottom oh. state? You know, when you're at that lowest, what do you feel like gets you into uh, like anything that's better than that? Time. Just time. I haven't found anything yet that gets me like out of it really. Mm. Um so like so like he gets bad. You just need to rest, maybe. Like maybe you're just like I don't know. Well, because then it becomes too much. It becomes a point where I start just lying in bed. <laughs> if there is no sidetrack, that's your well, you know, like pathway. it might be like the you know, uh, speaking of Jim Carrey, like from what I remember him talking about this kind of topic, you know, we talked, we brushed over it, but he was talking about like you need deep rest. He's like that's what depression is. Deep rest is what they ended. I don't know. He was like making some kind of like analogy, mm-hmm. and like. It might be that, like, that's what you're doing. Like, maybe, like, the idea of, like, you know, who you think you have to be or what you think you are or have to, you know, like, whatever expectations you're setting out for yourself, it might be, like, exhausting you to the point where your body, like, wants to be, like, no more, please. You know, that was, that's kind of the Jim Carrey, like, theory as far as I understood it from that little talk. I think it's like, you might have to, like, I think I remember that one. mm -hmm. Um, Now, I'll pass it to Nick here because I have a question for you too. But uh, I think the one thing from my perspective, because I, I have a ton of different things I can say in different ways because it's just the same message, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You get, I, I kind of brush it off, but I just try my best to say the same thing several different ways if I can. Like telling 20 people this one thing isn't going to be what changes it. But I think Jim Carrey's perspective, even just breaking down the word depression into like deep rest or whatever it might be. And that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Everybody figures out how to explain that stuff on their own. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So like somebody could get nothing from what he said. I kind of get it, but that's yeah. I'm always making stuff up <laughs> for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Sorry. But like, um, I don't know, man. Like, do you feel like you're looking for the thing that can get you out of that? Or, or is that, cause I don't know, like what, what do you think it could be? I mean, Maybe. It's, it's 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 super super complicated. Like it's like I'll wake up, basically, be like today is gonna be terrible, and then I'll find everything that I kind of like hate about myself, and then essentially deny myself certain things that might actually be good for me or things I want to do, and then I also just feel extremely heavy and extremely low energy and almost like mm-hmm. I can't sort of handle anything. And sometimes it'll last just like morning to night. And then I kind of feel like maybe sometimes what I need is like 
and it it feels shitty to say, but someone to like drag me out of the house and be like, "We're going to whatever. We're gonna go sit on a rock somewhere." Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the tough that's love. Real, just like, yo, yeah. get your ass out of bed. We're fucking going. Like, yeah, you know that's what, I mean? what some people need. Like, that's helped. That's helped me in the past. Yeah, yeah. That. but I don't know if it's like a a consistent thing. A consistent thing, because there's also parts of me that like you know I I do get aggressive, and like. Sometimes when people pick too much, I just start getting mad at them. Yeah. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And mm. I'm, like, I'm good for right now. Like, like, yeah, leave it be. I know something's wrong. Tell me what's going on. And then I'll start being like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't need you right now. Oh, no. And that's like, that's two-way snapped. street. Like, I think everybody can read space, you know? Yeah. If, you're, if, you, if you seem agitated, I would check back in with you like 15 minutes later. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's like part of it's knowing yourself. Part of it's letting your friends know you. You know, mm. like every time I start having even a slight episode, I try to apologize. I try to, you know, if I can explain it, I try to, mm-hmm. but ultimately like it's, I hate to phrase it like this, but it's something to deal with. Like mm. I, I come with this, this is my package. I'm sorry for some of it. I'm not sorry for some of it, yeah. but mm-hmm. Hey, if we're going to be friends, like I, I'm at least trying to keep, try to keep you informed of what happens. Mm. Now, the problem is I think that a lot of people don't know what works. You know, they never had the opportunity to figure out what works. So they can't tell their friends what they should be trying to do when, you know, a spell comes around and you're just having a whole yeah, yeah. bad month. Like, yeah, shit. yeah, because yeah. sometimes it actually like it actually kind of it makes me feel frustrated because people are like, what, what do you need me to do? Just tell me. Mm-hmm. I'm and, like, I don't fucking know. And it's making it worse because <laughs> you're really asking me and reminding know. me I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's like, I really don't know what I need and I don't know how to figure it out. I don't know what to look at. Like, I yeah, literally feel like I'm just in a hole right now and that like. There's just sand pouring into it. Damn, son. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't swim in sand, dude. Everybody's just like, oh, you just got to stay afloat. And you can't stay afloat in sand. You, you just fucking can't, dude. It gets too heavy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, ook. I don't know. I don't know either, man. Like, for me, like, I, I, I don't know what to do about it either. But, like, for me, on the outside, like, it's hard to know what to do. Fair, man. Um, you know, it's hard to know like when I when I when I'm supposed to reach in, when I'm supposed to just back off and let you do you, and also like no, it's hard to read. It's hard to read, but I, I don't know. I'll don't say it like this, dude. I'll say it like this. Like sometimes you got to be the friend that makes the decision that isn't so hot to your friend, right? Like, um, I've been in mental facilities on three separate occasions mm-hmm. in England. They bounced me around because like I don't think a bill ever showed up to my parents' doorstep for that. So shout out, shout out UK for taking care of your boy. The, fo- the <laughs> foreigner who had to get permission to get on a, on an airplane. Thank you. <laughs> so when I came back to my country, they wanted money. They wanted mad money. <laughs> and, you know, like on three separate occasions, I had to be committed. And I had friends who were really trying to help, but were at a loss. But sometimes, like, I know a lot, especially in, like, male culture, it's not so hot to be making decisions for your friends. Yeah. And it's not so easy to ask for help when your friends are trying to help and you don't know what to do. So I'm going to yeah. say it now. Like if your friend is in a really deep spell and they can't talk to anybody but you, that's that's not really your weight to hold. I'll be honest. Like your friend might be mad for a hot minute, but you need to tell somebody that's important and you need to try to help if it's that bad. Mm. Like I'll be honest. Like I have friends who've been committed and are not happy with that decision, but then they get out and they realize like it, if they truly wanted to be here, that was the, that was the move that needed to be needed to be made. So like, mm. don't be out here afraid to call cops to help your friends because you're too far away. Don't be afraid to tell your friends' parents about some shit because they don't really understand their kid. Mm. Unless that's a more dangerous decision for your friend, like assess that. But ultimately, you can't always help by yourself the same way people can't help themselves by themselves. So, yeah. Shout out for all of your friends trying to help. That is true. Yeah, much love to the crew. 
all the crew members out there. Is there anything that like you guys have felt that you know has worked that consistently is helpful, even if it's not like maybe if it's you're in the darkest spot, it doesn't do anything for you, but uh, to help prevent getting there or anything like that. Is there anything that's been useful for you guys or, you know? Um, I mean, for me, it kind of like used to be a little bit of video games and stuff, honestly. It was kind of an escape from reality. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it was kind of like... <laughs> God damn it, Jay, get the fuck out of here. We got an invading, invading force. But uh, anyhow, continue. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like why I sort of... Get out of here, butthead. Shit. Go. <laughs> 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 Fucking dogs knocking over like water glasses. glasses with his snout. Coolest PK dog, but he, he, he kind of just takes space. But, um, He's cool. But yeah, it's like, there's there's a lot of like weird hobbies I had growing up. You know, a lot of it was, you know, I, I, like when I look back on growing up, I think that's where I'm kind of missing pieces. And it's like, I'm trying to find that again a little bit more. And what it is, mm -hmm. is... I was always into, um, I guess, more extreme things. It's, like, always kind of what made me happy and kind of balanced out whatever I was feeling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I got really into skateboarding, really into inline, really into motocross. Basically all those kind of, like, I guess, quote You're unquote, wired like, for, like, lo lots of stimulation, potentially. Yeah, like, yeah. you need, well, you I need mean, your, like, adrenaline to my, be piped, I mean, spiked a little bit. I mean, I almost, I almost feel like my body is, like, always at a sort of base level, like, adrenaline kind of pumping, especially when I'm in public spaces. Because mm -hmm. I'm consistently observing and looking at every person. And you're, like, to... you're like Jason Statham in Crank. You got to keep that blood racing or, you, or, or it's <laughs> over. Or it's over. My heart you got to fuck stop. some girl in the middle of some NASCAR. Oh, mercy. Have you ever seen that movie? I forgot about that. Wasn't that <laughs> Crank 2? That? that was Crank 2, correct. <laughs> I might be down to try that. I don't That's know. Like a sketchy, fun thing. Public. If I make it, then public like, indecency. What is it? Exhibitionism. Anyhow. Exhibitionism. Uh, dude, I had a dude flash me once at Comic Con. That was weird. Oh snap! That was super off topic, dude. I'm but, sorry. I'm sorry. But it, was, but it was just funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and it was like it was like doing those sorts of things. And I think when when I found parkour, what the thing was was you know I was like kind of the nerdy kid. I didn't really have too too many friends. Uh, I was kind of bullied a lot growing up. Then once high school came around, I, I found I found like parkour training through a couple of other similarly kind of dorky, nerdy kids. Mm -hmm. And so I bonded with them super, super well. And I think for me, it takes it takes a small group of people like I don't I don't enjoy having a lot of people around. And I am someone who at times used to take used to take off by himself and kind of just go wander around like exploring. Mm. That's something. Mm -hmm. Exploring is something that helps me. Just walking around in a new area I haven't been in makes my head calm down. Mm. Um, and then on top of that, it's it's having like those kind of close bonds and sort of conquering things with certain with with people, um, which is I think kind of one of the like I I love parkour for the movement itself. 100%. Yeah. Percent. I think I think a big part of it was also the fact of like, it makes me feel good to find a challenge with a friend or two and and work it out together and we both kind of figure it out together and that even relates back into sort of like video games as well where i would i always enjoyed campaign modes where you had a friend to play with because mm. it's like we have this thing we have to conquer together you were saying like yesterday even i think like you you, you feel like you have that warrior spirit like in, in body new, i think I like, like i think it goes back to like this whole thing where we were saying you have to understand like what you are like who yeah. you are as much as possible even though like who you are and what you are and stuff, a lot of it has nothing to do with you. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what you feel like makes you unique is like this ego thing often. Yeah. And it's like not actually anything but just bullshit. It's like the part of your brain that will tell you you're special. Yeah. It'll be it's the part of the brain that will tell you like anything you want to hear and then it, it'll tell you that you're a piece of shit too yeah. when you're not doing what it wants you to. Yeah. You know, it'll be it's it's a vicious thing. See for but me, if you so. understand like you're like, Oh, I have this need, like I'm, I I feel like very hunter esque or something. Like yeah. I have to be exercising my body and my mind and like doing problem solving and doing like some things and, and being having that camaraderie then you can set your life up you know with with more of these situations that's yeah. real in play right yeah yeah like that's pretty much kind of what i feel like and it's like i think after the the last what is it, it's probably seven eight years of kind of bouncing around all over the world mm. especially like by myself and it's like i haven't I've developed like some bonds, but the bonds are so far away from me now that I feel like I've gotten extra loss because of it. I don't. So you know, it's like it's like why now I'm excited to have kind of you as a friend because like, for instance, one of the things that made me feel closer to you was literally us hitting the roof gap together. It's mm. like oh, we face death together. <laughs> like that. Yeah, man, that was a fucking beautiful thing. So that that's something that helps me feel kind of like a lot closer to a person. And allows me to sort of let myself out, cause I, cause I, I always have myself on a filter twenty four seven around everyone. Mm. Ooh, um, stressful. Like I don't, like I filter around my parents. I filter, filter around some of my closest friends. I filter. Why do you feel like you filter? Like, what's the filter for? Do you feel like? Uh, a bit of judgment, which I think part of it has to do with getting bullied growing up. I think it has to do mm. with people thinking I was weird when I was between, like. Probably like eight and fifteen ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always kind of into the things that people thought were weird or strange, and they would kind of give me shit for it. So because they would give me shit for it, I would get more mad and kind of in spite dislike everything that other people liked and look just look out for the weird shit. Mm-hmm. And so I I like became this sort of self made dork kid. Because, like, people were dicks about me being a little bit of a dork, so I was like, fine, fuck you, I'll be a huge dork, and you can go away. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got Sonic and, what is that, Majora's Mask on your arm? Majora's Mask, Sonic, yeah. Shadow, the Assassins, like, a all bunch of video game tattoos. Well, obviously, it w- at Some least it wasn't all for them. <laughs> real interest, bro, real interest. They are real interest, and they're, like, they're, they're the people, they're quote-unquote people. They're the characters, <laughs> or uh, conscious beings, I guess, in some sense, that... Yeah. Um, that inspired me to be a certain way and that that I, I could relate to as well because I always felt like this weird sort of desire to sort of do something different mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, I guess, physically. And, like, that all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. I guess I've grown up. But, like, I think, I think what's especially been happening lately over the past few years is now because I've been hanging out with with more people who aren't exactly like me, and they're, you know, they're very much people who, you know, their goal is to, I'll have my nine to five with a thing I kind of like, or just have my nine to five. I want my house. I want my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I want my kids and like all that. I mean, I can respect that and I can relate to it. And <coughs> down the line, those are kind of like, I don't want nine to five necessarily. But yeah. But like, that- home children, like that's something I would like in the future, but it's not something I want more than the abilities that I can gain. It's not something I want more than like my own training and it makes it hard for me to relate to people because I'm like they they find they find so much value in it and I see the value and I understand it and like I'm not saying it's wrong. 
Yeah. yeah. For me, it, it's not something I'm focused on right now, and it's not Absolutely. something that works, and it's not something that's really going to make me feel like my best self or my happiest self mm. in any way. And, like, I've never felt good about myself, and I don't think doing that would make me necessarily feel good about myself, like, rushing into that yeah. right now. No, I definitely don't think so. I think, like, the the fact that you've come this far and, like, you're you're trying to express yourself as honestly as possible, and I think that's always, like, helpful. Like, with the filter and everything, you know, that makes me think that, yeah, that's probably, like, you know, I was talking about the exhaustion, you know? It's, like, I feel like if you feel like you have to... That's in like high Hedge performance your, mode all day, dude. You know, yeah, you're redlining, dude, uh, okay, you're redlining yeah. your consciousness, you're redlining your your dude. nervous system in some ways yeah. when you have to hold back. And, you, and part of what I've done with this podcast is is try to embrace because you know I also understand I know what you're talking about too because I don't want to because I recognize that that's that's an inefficiency and you have to get your mind heart like all these things aligned so you can speak from that that pure spot you know yeah. that Marquise was talking about earlier. Because that helps you like find your voice, even if it's a grueling, fucking, you know, well, think, painful, painful like, journey. I think it's, it's weird. I think it's part of the reason that, like, I connected with like parkour training and stuff so much is because I'm so used to all that pressure all the time. Yeah. It's like the pressure, like the real pressure, sort of like the pressure of hanging off a building or something like that. When I understand it that pressure doesn't feel like as much like uh, so, like that sh- like that shit kind of a lot of the times feels almost less scary than my everyday life Ooh, yeah and so like that's a quotable <laughs> I, th- I think i don't know if i, I that's know if like I, that that's 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 that makes perfect sense. I mean, I think a lot of people will understand that. Oh, yeah. I wasn't being you know, sarcastic. That's a quotable for yeah, sure. No, like that's that's huge, dude. I mean, that's what I realized, too. I realized like when I went through my depression, I kind of like was talking about earlier. My my state It's because I realized that like, oh, parkour is like actually not what I thought it was yeah. to me. Like parkour is a lot of a lot of special things for me that it is and always will be. But it also was partially an escape from dealing with um you know, whatever, whatever things I haven't dealt with. I would as, love to touch on being. that in a bit. I would love to touch on that yeah. in a yeah, little yeah. bit. For Oops, me, sorry. I was like such a young kid who didn't like connect for so, so long. That like once I really did, it was, you know, it was, it was nice. It was nice to have, you know, it was nice to have my friends who were down to just go hang out on a roof at like, you know, whatever time of the day or whatever. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we just, over the weekends after school, just kind of hang out, hop from each other's houses all weekend. So we'd basically be around each other like 24-7. It was like a little tribe. Yeah. Like we would be around each other 24-7 and just like, you know, I I would go to one of their house. Like I and one other would go to one of their houses and then we would rotate on from Saturday, like from Friday to Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday to Sunday. And then we would rotate it over the next week. So whoever would have been next like was up. Yeah. And I think that bond is like something I've lost. It's like that specific thing. And that's what's making it hard for me. Because when I have that bond too, it does make me more happy in general. And when I am more happy, I definitely do train better. Yeah. True sure. thing. Oh yeah. But like, Cause you're not, you're not like hanging up on yeah, stuff. So like, like, what, the, thing I'm trying to, the thing I'm trying to like, not cause like, I don't want it to get misinterpreted to where like, Oh, life's so intense that I have to do this crazy thing in order for it to not be intense. It's yeah. Like it helps with it. Sorry. No, it's good. It helps with it. But it's not, the main part of it i still i still just do find the activities and like that's that's that sort of training that i do i do find it fun i do find it interesting good, i good good feel comfortable doing it and i like doing it 
with the people that I like doing it with. Mm. Um, but there is times where I'm just in a really heavy headspace and it like, it pulls the pressure off. Yeah. Because like in that moment, because especially in those moments, it's like the only thing I have to think about this. Well, and if you're good at it, you know, like you are, like it's something you can practice and you know that you're going to like be like able to do some things. You'll be able to like, all right, I got, I know I can, I can find things that I can do. I can challenge myself in a way that like I'm comfortable with. Yeah. But like when it, that's when it becomes an escape. That's when you have to kind of like make sure you check yourself. I feel like is when you're starting to use it maybe like use it the wrong way right yeah. and like with the with the roof gap like that was a really powerful experience for me too because that was one of the first big scary things i'd done in a while mm-hmm. and i had already kind of come out of like my my depressive like mode and yeah. i was like really inspired again to like I, I realized like what those kinds of challenges meant to me again and like that's why i was like really excited and wanting to do that with you yeah, so i'm like yeah. oh this is like this is what it's about for me again like i was like yes i get to push myself like through this barrier, this like metaphorical barrier and, uh, and do something I've wanted to do my whole, like, you know, ever since I saw that gap and, and also just feel really good about doing it. Like feel like this is, this is the challenge that's meant for me and like adopt like the, the, the hero state in a way. Like just like that, like I'm hitting it. That ultra instinct. What up? Yeah. Basically, (laughs) basically the ultra instinct essentially. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. And like, it's like, I'm (laughs) that reference. (laughs) Hopefully you get it. Most most people will. If you don't get it, look it up. We don't have enough time for that. Yeah. <laughs> I did Ultra Instinct when I caught the head. What did you want to add to that? Oh, yeah, man. Honestly, it's just like I, I've met several people who use parkour or some activity as a way to escape daily life. And I don't know uh, my personal standpoint on it. I'm not a professional, but I'll be honest. Like <clears throat> some of us have just been doing it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think something like that especially parkour especially the mental shift people experience when learning parkour and moving up in the ranks of of skill level you know mm-hmm. i i think we should be taking the way we break down a new challenge as like even if you're a climber if you're breaking down a bouldering problem or you're trying to get past something on a new route i think everybody should be trying to just take the skills that allow them to push themselves and what they enjoy doing and taking that to help them like overcome and surpass the things in daily yeah. life that they don't enjoy doing. Yeah. Like if you can treat everything as something you would enjoy just beating the shit out of, I think you can always do it. That's like the most negative way to say it. But like <laughs> the way I stick a pre is sort of how I'd like to like smash a sale at work, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. I can, I know exactly how I feel when I'm positive about something in my training and I try to get that same feeling or something better out of the, the things in daily life that seem minuscule, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, I went to the grocery store and bought myself an apple cause it wasn't McDonald's. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, like I, I was telling Nick just yesterday, I, in my, even in my training, I used to just like want a challenge, get a challenge and be like, all right, cool. On to the next one. Like there was no celebratory moment. Yeah. There was no acknowledgement that I did something that I worked hard for. It was just, you were supposed to do that and you, and it took you a while to get it. Keep moving. Yeah. 100%. And that just sucked everything out of it for me so like and as part of my own recovery it was definitely adjusting my mental space out for what i got out of training mm-hmm. i had to learn how to train alone because it was always a social time for me yeah. it was a social time to be good at something and show people you're good at something but mm-hmm. what about showing myself i'm good at something what about letting myself acknowledge that i did something i wanted to do that was i mean difficult but i tried to make it easy yeah yeah i think being able to do those little things for yourself and applying it to the like the daily shit like yo you brush your teeth today dude in your hard times, you don't brush your teeth every day. That, like me talking to myself. In your hard times, you don't brush your teeth every day. You brush your teeth today. Today, you brush your teeth three times. You yeah. care about your, your health in your mouth, dude. Good job. I think... Yeah, I, those little victories are so important. Because like that's what leads to the better, the better victories, right? Like 
Yeah, that's so when that, one's massive, like, you're just you like, know, oh, to, shit, to jump I on did that. Like, again, <laughs> it's just like, you got to just like do whatever the little thing that you can do. Just do that. Yeah. The just... smallest step forward is still a step forward. Like, and that's like where a lot of my momentum has like come from is like the, the, the weirdest, tiniest things, the smallest things that I'm like, I don't even know this is nothing, but I'm going to do it. That's yeah. like, that leads to like the greatest shit sometimes. Like I remember just breaking through. Like even when we did the roof, I mean, we talked about it already, but like, just like, just taking the, just taking the thought of like, oh, that's not for me to like, let's just go up there and look at it. Like that's all the momentum it took. That was like the little push that, that started the ball that became that gap. Or, you know, it's, it's amazing how fast that, that turnaround can happen because it's always exponential returns. You have these negative mindset, it's going to deliver more and more and more and worse negative, you know, thinking. And if you can make it's hard though because it, you can always reverse but if you make the tiniest little step into like all right i don't feel good but i'm going to do this thing that i know is good for me like brush my yeah, teeth or whatever the know? fuck it is it can like reset into into like just those, a, those more positive. a little, little kickstart yeah, yeah. dude because like if you told somebody right now if you told somebody right now that if they just kept pressing an elevator button and it would eventually open and take them where they want to go, they'll believe you. Mm. But if I told somebody that those little injections of small positivity in their day would make their overall mental health potentially better, mm. most people wouldn't do it. Yeah, because it's it's hard work. It's because, constant work, and the payoff is not instant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're it's just like, I don't know when the elevator's coming, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, you never know. Yeah. You you have to wait to find out the elevator's broken. Mm-hmm. And if the elevator is broken, you got to call somebody. But if, yeah. you, if you find out it's broken and don't call anyone, that's that's the daily life for a lot of people with mental health conditions. Like, mm, that's, interesting. That's part of yeah, it, I like that analogy. Really good. I like, like that, yeah. I don't know. I think people would greatly, I don't know. I'm overly logical in a lot of ways and it's, it helps me. Mm-hmm. And for some people, they don't like to strip shit down. They like, they like it being complex. But I think then it can fin- they can hide behind like the it's vagueness of it. It's an easy it, way right? to be like, I didn't do the thing because my life is fucked up. Mm. <laughs> nobody likes that's, having to say it super, but it's yeah like well, i'm sorry i didn't show up last week my life's pretty fucked up right right now mm-hmm. but instead like for, for me sometimes i might say my day in my schedule and the way i go about things is all wrong but i really just mean yo i used five extra minutes somewhere in my day i didn't mean to and it offset a lot of stuff mm. but that's the simple way to put it it's much easier to just be like oh dude my day was shit i'm sorry yeah yeah well and like <laughs> And and like that 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 takes the power away from you as well. When you when you talk like that, right? You're like, my day is fucked up. Yeah. And like, what are you supposed to do when the day is fucked up? Because you'll have fucked up days know. in your life, right? Always. So if every time the day is fucked up, you go, oh, it's a fucked up day. I guess it's like I lost the day. Like that can be that can that can set you off in like the the month after month of bad days of shitty yeah. days, right? Because then every day starts to look pretty bad. But the issue but, is like, that's the natural way of it going about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you say something, it triggers something, you say something else, it might trigger the uptick. Yeah. But where mental health conditions come in is where like someone can say all the positive stuff they want, but their brain doesn't register that it's supposed to be on the uptick, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, there's all kinds of variations yeah, and like degrees of magnitude and, and people that find medication works for them and people that probably that doesn't do shit for them. And there's like all kinds of things yeah. that like play into it. And you know, I don't know how you, yeah, everyone's, everyone's it's, it's unique to everybody in a, in a way. Like everyone has to figure this out. I think, I think yeah. like most people like don't necessarily understand it because maybe they're like, they're lucky enough to have like the anti-depression where their body is like always pretty stoked and always thinks that they're on the upside. Oh, that's what I have. There you go. I've got manic <laughs> tendencies. Like de- even a depressive state only lasts so long for me because mm-hmm. my brain's always looking for the uptick fam. Exactly. 
But that can be a problem on but its own. But that can be okay. So, well, yeah, yeah, maybe you're in the other side of the balance. But even, like, everyone falls on a spectrum, right? Exactly. And so, so, I don't know. I think the first question is always, yo, what's going on with me? Like, mm. can I can I talk to myself or talk to someone else? And if I can't talk to someone else that's close, can I, can I talk to somebody whose job it is to help with this? Mm. But I don't know. I think step one is allowing yourself to ask any sort of question. It's not weird to answer yourself at any point because if you if that's how you get that answer like fine you know yeah when that's like you get a lot of answers that way like Truth. that's what people will think like right people paper, who pray like people shit on praying and shit like that be like what the fuck you doing you're just making wishes to god and it's like maybe if you're doing it wrong like but maybe if you're doing it right you're just like asking yourself these kinds of questions like yeah. what can i do like what am i supposed to do like you'll be surprised you know, like that's why people dude. meditate. Yeah, people fucking like you know, call it whatever you want. You I know? put no stock in like most of this prior to last year in my own recovery, mm. because anything that stokes introspection is what can stoke the fire that gets you back on your feet, right? Mm. So, at the end of the day, like I'm still not very religious, but I absolutely understand spirituality, mm-hmm. the ability to just take yourself outside of yourself and look at your shit, you know, to ask the questions that like in your regular day you don't want to fucking answer. Mm. I'm still not there yet. <laughs> no, it's cool I'm though because like I don't know, man. I described it to you as a ladder. Well, you, yesterday. You've enjoyed like, some of that wet meditation work, yeah, right? Yeah. Also, like I actually do you feel I like really you get a separate like you can separate sometimes from the voice that's like telling you the voice that like will be like, oh, you piece of shit, because everyone's bit. got that voice. But if you kind of like sit still long enough and you kind of like try to observe that thought, yeah, you can kind of like get that's like, yeah, like I, well, a I, lot of that trans. That, I feel like. Here, here, like I feel like it helps with it, and I feel like it helps me to get like that really sort of like objective sort of look. Mm-hmm. But it's it feels like right after it, it almost feels like a flood. Like it, it's a lot. Like <laughs> you, like you you accept all these things about yourself, and then like for me particularly, it's like I get angry then, mm. and then I feel like sometimes I'll just like snap and just like just do things like disappear. <laughs> like oh, oh I'm gonna get my car and drive west for like fucking 200 miles yeah dude like, once I calm down I'm like damn shit you and now I'm stuck out here cause I got no gas money like <laughs> but like you know I'm, I don't even know I don't, I don't know how to like no, it's, talk about it but I'm like maybe that's like, just something you need to do like when you feel like the emotions coming on like that's a healthy way to deal with it you're yeah. not hurting anybody by driving west for a while yeah you know like you, I mean, you, you could you could potentially look at that as like, damn, dude, like I'm I'm doing something good. Well, like well, I mean, I'm looking out for everyone and everyone around me. Like you know what? I'm not gonna interact with anyone in a healthy way. I can recognize right now. So I'm just gonna go off and I'm gonna like be. Dude, current society doesn't allow for that. Like yeah, no, and it, <laughs> it, like it it kind of sucks because I become like, like when I get in that state, I become very like just agitated super easily. And so mm, same. I don't necessarily necessarily even say it doesn't hurt anybody because it does hurt the people that are close. Because I'll be in a position of where I really. Th- think where i really 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 think i'm leaving and not coming back mm. like that's where i feel i am oh so and, like yeah you feel like you're abandoning them and like you you're carrying uh, no, that, you're just abandoning not abandoning them, but, but like, like well no it, deserting uh, them whatever that, like you're like you're we're fucking done there's that and then there's also like people sometimes talking to to me through it mm. and then i'm just mean to them when they're trying to like talk me down from it and i'm just like not a nice person in that situation and it's and it's shitty to do and i hate doing it and like I feel embarrassed to say it, but it's like something that happens. And it's like, <laughs> well, you're aware. Yeah, no, yeah, like, you know, that's, like that's, that's again, a big like part of it. Yeah, yeah like, like that's that's kind of a point that I wanted to make before too. It's like the the whole the whole weird thing about me in particular. It's like everyone is a little different, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there's, I'm sure there's other people out there that are like this. It's the things, the things that happen, like the the depressive episodes I get in, the panic attacks, the anxiety, whatever. 
it's like all of it there's another part of me that's aware of what's going on and trying to talk myself out of it mm. it's very much like like for instance it's like you need to get out of bed you need to get out of bed right now and then I'm still just like I can't I'm just gonna lay here I shouldn't get out of bed I'm just gonna stay mm. that's an internal dialogue that I guess a lot of people don't necessarily have yeah. like I was talking to my manager the other day and he was like how did you come to that one conclusion and I broke down like I guess every thought I, w- I th- would have like explained to him mm-hmm. and he was just like yo so you really do have the, some like real internal dialogue and I was like yeah doesn't everybody yeah I have a lot of in- main, but like, think, <laughs> like it's pretty much internal dialogue like, but constantly. I think we feel it all the time like I don't yeah. think everybody understands like and that's okay go, yeah. maybe. like maybe you, you just Maybe what the the point is, you know, because at first my thought is like, well, maybe you need to have one monologue, you know, that's like more unified. But I'm like, no, nah, that doesn't necessarily make sense because like you have dialogue. Yeah. So but like you maybe just need to learn how to talk to each of those voices and or maybe you need to be the other voice that's outside of both of them. And you're like, you guys are fucking that's that's me being stupid. And this is me being other yeah. stupid. Like Or like, you know, like sometimes I have those <laughs> those thoughts, too. And I'm like, oh, that's angry me talking. That's that's like insecure me talking in my head. That's not actually like the best me. Yeah, what's you know? that one movie from DreamWorks or whatever that was really good um, with all the feelings in the body? Because that was like oh, an, an yeah, interesting yeah. thing. Um, that was a good movie. I really can't remember. Fuck. But it was a good like movie, good and I think everybody Sarah, should look that up. Sarah, you must know it. What? What's that movie where that there's like all these people inside this little girl's body or something, like driving her around, and, or like is it a little kid? What am I doing? I have a smartphone. That's it. Never mind. We is have it? a person here who knows the movie. It's Inside Out. There we inside go. Inside Out, yeah. I've not seen that. Good, good-ass movie. Yeah. It's like super, it's a very relevant to all this, right? Yeah, absolutely, because. She like that, moves away, it's and a, she's It's like low. the ups and downs. I think she's like 12. So it's like a very like, well, it's a new paradigm it's a, shift, dude. It's people were talking about their feelings and it's like doing some shit to the world. It's awesome. Right? But it's, it's interesting to see like all the people who are not okay with that. Oh, it's fucking weird. You know what it is? It's like, I feel like we're, we're, we're a, yeah, people don't like it. You know, that's what's so fucked up. When you do work on yourself, like, and you're trying to actually better yourself. A lot of people, they can't deal with it. So the fact that they, they can't. When they see someone else doing it, they want to bring you back into the world of like, no, we don't deal with that. We just we sit in the elevator. You know, we're not calling anybody. Stiff upper yeah. lip. Like, we're put your phone just back gonna, down. We're just gonna drive around this town we've never been to and not ask for directions. Fam. It's scary for them, right? It's scary. Everyone operates. It's that's all good. It's when you're operating from fear. You're worried that like, oh, they're not gonna take me with them. You know, they're gonna yeah. leave me behind. I'm gonna be all alone. Or I don't know what it is that like will will make someone feel like resentful when someone wants to better their lives. But it's something like that. You know. And like that's what's tough because then you might have to let some of your friends go that aren't supporting you. You might have to let some of your close loved ones. Um, you might have to fucking Sometimes send them a fuck. Yeah, gotta get that radio silence, man. Yeah, like, only only have the signal tuned into the people who are giving you accurate assessment of what your like what your output is right now. Because mm. like a lot of these things are us trying to filter input that we think we understand, right? Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like mental health conditions are often presumptuous as fuck. Yeah. Right. Like anxiety is often driven by the feeling that people think a certain way about you when you're out Mm. somewhere or when you've done something. Yeah. But the presumption is that they care. And sometimes, yeah. no, but it, like yeah, you just yeah. can't help that. That's exactly. what, that's, that's what, that's they, that that's, ego, right? That's what the ego is telling that's you. That's what we're trying to dampen that thing that tells you that those people inherently care. Cause you tripped in front of everybody. Yeah. Like, 
Nah, man. That's actually Other super narcissistic in a way, right? That it's feeling, like, you know? No one gives a shit See, most I, of the time what let, you let's think get or Nick do. On that. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It, come, it comes two ways for me because I, yeah? I do get that very much, but I also very much have like a real fear of that. That's fair. Well. So, like, mm. I. I'm always constantly looking at everyone because I'm always constantly looking for the person who's going to start something or hurt somebody because I don't want anybody to get hurt. I mm. don't want myself to get hurt. And so I'm always just looking to see who's doing what, looking to see who's suspicious, who's doing something that might be a bit weird that could. But it's weird that you feel bad about that. You know, I'm like, it, that could well, be a really positive like thing. Like, paranoia, you're looking like, like you're looking for like the threats and you're like protective of people, which like, who wouldn't want a big, strong dude like in their tribe that's like, I'm fucking, I'm like here to help and I'm here to like make sure nothing bad happens to me and my loved ones. So it's like, yeah, you, like, I, I, like, for instance, last night, I actually I would feel, expect you to feel good about like those kinds of feelings, but it, I mean, I guess it's just super anxiety right, ridden yeah, to like worry about that all the time. Because like, if, if I go to places with like big crap, Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for the person with a gun. Like the entire time I'm there, I'm never mm-hmm. not. Um, well, that's your upbringing, right? I mean, that's like I don't know if it's upbringing. Partially, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe not upbringing, but like environment <laughs> like, for sure. Dude. Environment, being probably. in and out of like oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, hard yeah, yeah, that's your own training like, and your yeah. own like You're exposed to socialization. That kind of, yeah, definitely. I could definitely see environment kind of like being like that. Well, and that's like, real, dude. People I mean, are Bryce shot. Clark, dude. We just I just told you that thing the other day where uh, our friend Bryce Clark posted about it. And he was like, "Yo, man, I don't know. New York State of mind. I'm always on yellow. There's never a red. There's never a green. I'm always on yellow. I'm ready to be on, like I'm. It's cautionary all times, fam. Yeah, like, it is. That's like, that's that's so much any, weight. <laughs> anytime, like man, woman, whatever. Anytime someone walks within about I'm gonna say about seven or eight inches of me. I that's look that's, at, that's I really close though. That's like mad close. That's oh, wait. Uh, so yeah, well, like a foot, like a foot. Okay, yeah, foot or two. That could be like on Sorry, the sidewalk. Yeah, my, my measurement's really bad right no, now. No, that's still mm-hmm. close, but I just realized like that's still very close proximity for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Like that's inside a lot of people. I'm also bubble. like I'm also like you're from New York too, so like when you're on the subways and shit, rush out, you have like, to you're watch. just up against people. So yeah, like, yeah. looking at that, but like within, and also if someone gives me like a weird look. I'll watch to see if they're following me. Yeah, like what the, f- I, I that then, what the fuck are you looking at? Feeling is yeah. hereditary I mean, like, almost. Around before, like I've yeah, I'm just saying like it's almost hereditary. Like yeah. I didn't grow up in Jersey like my parents did, but like I have that feeling and it's weird. Yeah, but it's like because of that, I'm I'm always like constantly on a lookout. I think that's kind of what makes me good at like being on roofs. Honestly, yeah. so that's like one kind of positive of it. Hyper awareness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like something positive. Like it lets I me. I think it's good. Like it lets me catch everyone who, who might have who might. It's have tough us. that you're operating yeah. from that spot. But it's a good thing that you can pay attention to all that. You know, when I'm when I see, when I hear that, I also hear like, this is someone who knows and understands like humans for what they can be, which is they can be horrible sometimes, right? <laughs> they can be horrible. They can do very, very bad things. And like, what were we talking about earlier? That's like the same thing. It's just like this idea of like that's actually uh, more powerful because it's more true than than uh, someone who just doesn't believe in you know, violence or something. They're like, everyone's a stuffed animal. It's like, that's not the world that we live yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps you need to pay more attention to also the other things that are good because that'll give you the contrast yeah. that you need, you know? It's hard to like, you have like plenty of the black backdrop of like the the dark, the darkness of like whatever. But if you look more into like the, the light side of things, it might, the, the contrast of that will actually help make them feel more amazing right yeah, yeah like the fact that dc like had these horrible things in his life makes what he accomplished last night i think more amazing you know than someone who maybe walked through no fire but like came out you know um unscathed it's like okay cool well yeah you you're a boss but like 
gives a shit like yeah, yeah. you know like yeah um it's it's not inspiring at least like yeah, i'm happy most, for those most, people but most people aren't like that because most people do have to struggle at at least one point or another yeah i mean and like, we're all struggling right now i think like we were talking about is like the, the whole of society is making this shift and we're all in it together you know like yeah we're all like an adolescent like western not. civilization i think that i think we are they, hear me out and then you in which regard so, that's like my biggest I, thing i'm like wait <sighs> i feel like we're all like as a species, like almost going through our teenage years where we don't know how to deal with our emotions and like, we're going to figure it out as a society, like how we can, how we can structure society. Like some people are doing okay. A lot of us aren't doing so well. And, and I think like, just like a lot of people used to be getting like more people at least used to be getting murdered and raped and like horrible things all over the world. Like we've made some progress where maybe we've um, shut some wounds down, but there's still like plenty to do. And we're not at this stage yet, even though they're, there are people in the in the world that that are like peaceful. We're not like we're still in this tumultuous man er, area. I think we're like we haven't figured out yet how to like pilot the machine. Like we haven't figured out how to structure society in a way that like people feel good about themselves and and we have the right values so that like you know we take care of people that are hurting instead of like just being like fuck these people. I'm gonna be mad negative for a quick second. Here. Yeah, go for it. All right. I'm honest in this lifetime. I don't know how long I'll live, but like, let's look at my family. Maybe I'll make it to 80 something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how soon or how quickly, but I am absolutely waiting for like the next societal split. Like there's a reason why places like California want to be their own country because Mm -hmm. the people there are different. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why people say that Boulder is like 20, 25 square miles surrounded by reality because Mm -hmm. people here are a little different. Yeah. People here are a little more empathetic. People here I don't know, care more about the external world than like say someone in who, who's struggling in Brooklyn right now mm. because they, they get the privilege of like having that external view because everything in their house is in order. Right. Yeah. So I think there's this point where like, despite thinking that people are doing, they're doing good for a lot of people, but they want that separation. So as people get well, like, yeah, surrounded by I people think- who feel more like themselves, I think there's going to be a societal split. And I think there's just, it's, I don't know. Personally, I feel like there's too many people for me to say that society is working together. I would agree with you there. Yeah. I don't think like as a, like the whole of society is working on it, but there's pockets of people working on it. Like Scandinavians are working on like, but, you know, but they, for, who? for Scandinavians. Right. But that doesn't mean we don't learn off of what they're doing. And like we're structuring our societies better. Like, I mean, like even if you're not actively doing it for the whole of the world, you're giving out information. Like there's statistics, they're finding out research and like what, you know, these, these Denmark or whatever, Sweden, like these countries are happier. Their citizens are happier. And there's people that care about that in the United States that are trying to make our citizens happier. And like, you might be right. Maybe the societal split is is inevitable because there maybe there's going to be a population of people or populations around the world that are like, they're like that resentful person that doesn't want to see us better themselves. And they're like, fuck you. No, we're like, we're not going to be part of that. We do our own thing, you know, or like, dude, if the KKK applied to have their own state right now, like, I'm pretty sure we're just accepting shit like that. Like you can put that application in, even though like, no, seriously, after, Uh, after the civil war, we literally made it against the law to try to get your own union. Mm. But why is it that like the internet or what? Like, let's, let's say I, I really just didn't even spend the time to validate it. Cause I'm just out here. Like, why are we even talking about this? But like, let's say California continues to try to fight to be its own place. They're literally breaking the constitution, but nobody cares about that. <laughs> you know, but like, I just think that it makes, I'm okay with it in the sense that if you want to be a group of people who wants to live a certain way and you're not talking about your feelings and like, I don't know, man, that's fine. That's not really where I'm trying to live. 
I just don't know. I think it's working in certain places like Scandinavia as a whole or like specific countries because it's a smaller group of people having to make a collective decision. We have a yeah, lot of people we, here. Yeah, we have a melting pot. <laughs> we, we have way more cultures <laughs> like trying to interact with each other. Yeah. Right? Like, um, I'm not out here waiting for collective America to say we need to care about mental health. I'm just going to continue living well, yeah, in a pocket it, that cares about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I think like, and maybe that's like what it is though, is like maybe we need more pockets where people Absolutely. can make the choices. Like maybe that's what we all live together better as is like, if you feel this way, you go live but over more here. Pockets, if you like, like this kind of style of life, you go live over here. And that's like kind of the libertarian approach where yeah. like, it's actually less regulation and more just let it kind of, you know, figure itself out in some ways, as long as people's like liberties aren't being stomped on. I don't know. It's, yeah, that's of, like, like the one negative note I'll sprinkle on that. That's just like, well, I'm I think it's, um, I it's, yeah, no, I don't even see it as that negative. I think it's true. I think it's real. Like it's, it's going to be a beast. And like you said, I don't know that it happens within our lifetime. Yeah. You know, like, like if I could see it, I'd love to see what we do with it. But ultimately like, I mean, I don't know. I live in my car because I get to live in Boulder because Boulder works for me. Mm hmm. You know, I think everybody is going to make that like this. Everybody who needs to make that decision, I hope eventually makes that decision where they know that they need to leave where they are because where they are isn't helping them. But I do think it'll turn into like, we're going to have, if you see like that new movie, um, ready player one, people live in the stacks, but the stacks don't seem too un unhappy because they're doing what they want to do each day for the most part. They're just not wealthy. I am totally ready to start seeing villages of millennials and Gen Z kids living in vans and going on adventures and just like forming clans. I'm so ready. <laughs> I am, I'm absolutely beyond ready because those people aren't going to be able to vote because they're never going to be home, dude. And, yeah. none, and no one's ever going to explain to them how to do an absentee ballot. Like, <laughs> what the true. fuck? <laughs> you know? And yeah. there's going to be like, Florida's already known as the land of old retired people. Yeah. You know, like we have pockets where we generalize people. It's just now that we have the internet to show us those places where we fit in the pockets, people are packing their shit. Yeah. And that's good because you're voting with your value. You're voting with like what do you bring to the table. You're voting like even if these bands of people aren't voting, if they're like talented people, if they're brilliant minds or if they do really cool shit or they yeah, like so. whatever, they're <laughs> YouTube stars and they have like lots of people following them. Yeah. Then they're going to bring like the value of, of that culture to wherever that will, will have them and accept them for who they are. Yeah. And in that way, like, you know, if they go to some shitty town that's, that is unaccepting. Like no one will want to go to that town or Human like adaptability, I think is our best and worst thing that other animals don't necessarily have. Mm. Cause I could move to a city for a job that I think is going to be great for me. And the job might be great. And I'll totally adapt to a city that doesn't fucking want me there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, like, that's some weird wild do shit. That. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like people, th that thing though, like someone can adapt to that and then that's their situation for like a year. Yeah. Right. They just keep doing the thing that they love, but living in a place that they do not enjoy because they adapted to it and that's how they see their daily life. Yeah. And, um, Gotta get the fuck out of that. That's why it's the best and worst thing because if you're not making active decisions just to keep it on the up and up, it can be the worst thing for you because you're just getting used to something you don't like. I spent six months at a job that was kind of irritating, but when I started changing my viewpoint on it, rather than adapting to what I didn't like about it, changing my viewpoint and changing my actions. I'm at, I'm back at that job making money to pay off credit cards mm. and the things that bothered me about it. Like my manager's a bit like, abrasive mm -hmm. so i just call him on a shit like he's a nice guy you know but i think he's used to having people just like that he can bar like say things to that aren't going to respond and i'm just like yeah dude like you come off real dry and i don't take offense to it now but i'm letting you know why people get into fights with you every day <laughs> like that's that I, i'm not gonna let 
you're like what feels like micromanaging to me because like you just told me not to hit a sign that I didn't realize was so close. Like, don't feel like you need to, I don't know. I felt a certain type of way and like real fucking uptight for the entire time I worked there. And now that I'm back and I view things a, very, a little bit differently because I got out of the space I was just letting myself sit in mm. and get used to. Yeah, I came, back with some, I came back with other lessons. You can recontextualize it so that you're like, you know why you're there now. Yeah. You're like, I'm paying off my goddamn credit card debt so I can move on with my so, life in yeah. some way. Or I'm paying <laughs> off, you know, like that could be huge. Just like understanding yourself, like we're saying. It's like you paid attention now enough that you're like, okay, even though this sucks and like even though this boss is kind of a drive. But yeah, like, I think we all just, you know, like, yeah, you can you can just know that like you're there for the reason because like, I think we all don't really struggle with motivation. It's like, we sometimes struggle with understanding. So the so motivation's instant once you know what you want. The last little harping thing I'm going to say on that even is that like, I think the biggest lesson I got in the last, you know, eight, nine months, even that realization when I got another job, I left that job. I was not enjoying mm. at all yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that motivation is absolutely one of the most fleeting, awesome feelings, but discipline is one of those things that can get to feel awesome if you do it enough. Discipline is freedom. That's what Jocko, whatever his name is. Like, Jocko Willimack, I, you know I that Navy SEAL dude? I wasn't motivated yeah. at that job. I was sorting yeah. people's mail and I wasn't motivated about it. But like, had I been more disciplined and had a goal and had a reason mm -hmm. to be there, maybe those things wouldn't have bothered me so much. Yep. I'm listening to this book from Damon John right now and plenty of people were just in here in his book saying, don't you ever think that a job is above or below you? Because yeah. as soon as you feel that way is when you start getting real shitty. Mm. Like, you know? If you have a purpose for being there, awesome. Fulfill said purpose. If you have no purpose for being there and you don't like it, like don't don't leave a job because you think you're better than the job. Leave the job yeah. because you think you want to do more. Yeah, yeah. isn't inherently better unless you make it that way. You know, like me thinking that I was better than that job definitely set an expectation for myself that I wasn't currently fulfilling. And that expectation that I wasn't fulfilling really dragged me down. Mm. So like it definitely gets into a larger talk, but like I think discipline is the only reason I can talk freely about this and like actually see that I've had progress, right? Mm -hmm. Like not everything I do is structured. Like I'm not a list maker. I don't even look at my calendar. I'm not a big fan. I don't, I'm not mm -hmm. a big fan of being required to do things, mm -hmm. but I do have a natural routine. Like I might end up in the gym at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., but it's the fact that I have the discipline to know I need to and, be in the gym at some point. And I'm, I'm not trying to call you out or anything, but I'm saying, but, uh, but I might even add, like, maybe you'll become more comfortable with it. You know, the discipline, yeah. maybe you'll, maybe you'll want to look at your calendar if you're, the more you use it, or maybe, maybe mm. not, maybe Being you don't fair. like it. Cause fuck that it's shit. It's just not the structure but also, I'm looking like, for, I guess. When you start to look in like the places you don't want to look like yeah. that's where you often find the nuggets, right? I guess, gold. How can I put this? If I'm putting, if I'm looking at my schedule, I want it to be something that like, I put in there, not because it has to be there. Exactly. Yeah. That's no, no, that's what I'm saying. You can flip you know? <laughs> everything on its own head. Like, yeah, you can, you can, because you're obviously doing it one way or another. You're disciplining yeah, yeah. yourself, but you're like, maybe you don't, you, you don't like to use to it this things, way. You don't like the list or whatever, but I don't inherently make myself. But if you do own it the list again, like the way you own the job title yeah. now and the, like what you're doing, the list could work for you. It's not the list, right? It's not, it's not anything. It's like, it's how you oh, yeah. frame it. But that's just like personal structure. That's not like me yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. me saying, right, don't yeah, use your like, fucking calendar. No, I'm people. not trying to. I'm, yeah, I'm not even like, trying to tell you to do that or anything. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, man, I don't know. I just uh, think like we're what we're all getting at is but, just like but, it's yeah. so based in like the way you kind of think about things, and it's super hard to. You got to know yourself before you make any of these decisions. Mm -hmm. I think, you know. Because I'm trying to figure out, I feel like I don't know myself, and that's okay, dude. You seem like you're on the right. Nobody track fucking to does. It's hard as fuck to, and it it always changes, and it's constant. 
Yeah. Like Shamrock Shampoo, man. Yeah. Like you're never going to figure always... it out and be like, done, did yeah, it. Yeah. I figured it out. I know who I am now. Yeah. It's like, no, you're going to know more and more the more you pay attention to it. But you, no one's like, the life is going to throw enough shit your way that you're never going to be like, oh, okay, I got it all figured out. Yeah. yeah. I've never met anyone who had it all figured out. Yeah. So. Definitely not going to have it all figured out. <laughs> I just, I, but like, so like enjoy to, the journey, right? Is what I meant by the Shamrai Shampoo yeah, reference. It's, it's like when they got to the end, if you guys seen that, the anime, they're just like, damn, I'm sad it's over, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. And I was sad it was over. <laughs> I think I missed that. Huh? I think I missed that, actually. You Which anime? That? Samurai Shampoo. Yeah. Oh, dude, I started it and it's awesome. And then I never followed through. I'm such a bad. Like I was, <laughs> You're a dick. I didn't follow through with something I was enjoying, dude. I forgot what chapter of life that was, but like, I'll yeah, get to I've it. Done, I've done that. I've heard great things about dude, it. I'm like halfway through God of War and I still haven't finished. And I've had it for like um, like two months. Dude, I bought I Dragon Ball Fighters and left it at Jake's place and I haven't touched haven't been it. Able to like be up and be a person. You know, you're like all the. <laughs> I don't know. You just. I, it's cool because. I don't know my own productivity through this whole recovery period that it's been like the last six, six ish months. I found that I enjoy a lot of things, but I found, I also find myself making time or making less time for things I enjoy. It's interesting, but I feel super positive. Like one of the things I enjoy really is watching shows on television and watching anime and the occasional video game, this and that. But like I went from hating my job and lying on the floor, smoking weed and eating Chinese food watching anime for like six to eight hours after work because I just stay up late to <laughs> dang dude I am going to bed at the same time but I might get to watch 15 minutes of something because I'm tired and I have to wake up in six hours mm. like but you feel better now I'm so I'm stoked on all of it because like if nothing else I, I still feel like my days are filled with things I enjoy yeah I'm cramming training in in between like two jobs and when I'm at my job often enough I have a good day but if I don't have a good day I'm definitely doing something I'll enjoy afterward and even if that's literally sitting with my friends doing nothing like I, like I said earlier, I, I really do enjoy I could sit next to somebody and watch my own show and they're watching their own show, but I'm happier because I'm with a person. <laughs> but I also had to learn like how to be alone in those states too. But like when I'm alone now, I just like go to the gym. I go to the gym super it. late because everybody else is going to sleep and I'm like, oh, cool. I did everything else I could possibly want to do today. And now like this is the thing that's part of my routine and my wind down. You know, I program myself to want to work out. And shower because like that's living in my car like you get you I shower embrace in a specific the grind place. you know yeah. like that's what DC says they they it's his camp's phrase is embrace the grind like grind mode is real. you can own the grind like, you can own it you can make it a part of you and the more discipline you have like the more you've actually like made time for that for yeah, that freedom right I feel like you know if you because if you get all the shit done you want to get done in a day like like you said like okay now I have all this fucking time to do whatever I want yeah. whereas like if I was smoking weed till whatever and just playing video games all night I missed most of the day and if I felt shit about <laughs> it then like then all of a sudden yeah maybe you missed most of the day and now oh shit now there's things you have to get done and the rest of your day is like I guess I have well, to do this yeah. so then you don't get to own it then it's like then it owns you so that's you know it's huge you gotta uh, yeah, man. get I out would, in front of it if you can I'm really trying to get myself to invest in this idea I came up with even in like the most manic of states I still call it black book project I still do mm. and it really is just like me trying to just write down the little things that like the little base ideas that I expand on that have helped me because at the end of the day I never try to be too specific with anybody like I don't know man like sometimes I just choose to do a thing that I really like because I have 30 minutes to do it and that 30 minutes is like I know the transit time to get to and from where I need to be next Mm. So it's literally cramming it in. And that's why calendars don't really work for me. 
because you, of that particular that, You fly by that seat of your pants. Yeah, absolutely. You like to fly. Check out my story. I'm always late for flights. You like to fly. Absolutely. <laughs> I, think I factor in transit time and then other humans are factors as well that you can't really yeah, like, do. Oh, yeah, I'm like, dang, dude, they had, there was an accident. I am now three minutes late for when I was supposed to be at the airport. Oh, man, I am now 20 minutes late for when I'm supposed to be at the airport. <laughs> yeah. But I did everything else I wanted to do today, so whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I get there, and it's cool, man, because people are always talking about how you should just let go and let God or let go and let live, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I was in my lift to go to the bus station to take the bus to the train station to take the train to the airport. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like an hour, hour and a half process for most people. And I'm telling my lift driver, I was like, yeah, man, my flight's at 1050. He looks at the clock, fam. It is like, it's almost eight. Like yeah. my, my bus I'm supposed to catch is like 735. And I think I'm going to miss that one. Yo, I got to the bus. There was a bus waiting right there about to leave. I hopped on that. I, I made everything else and then I got to my, t- my my gate when it was supposed to be boarding and guess what all of United's flights were freaking delayed bro sometimes you just gotta <laughs> sometimes you just gotta commit and maybe just maybe the universe will give you what you need but like at the end of that entire trip I missed the flight because I just was too cocky about all my luck for the trip and didn't yeah. look in my email when it said time to check in so I was like my flight's at 7am I know yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know because so you can you can absolutely take everything too far but like I try not to stress about things for more than a couple minutes, you know, like at the end of the day, stressing about something that is outside of your, your control is where a lot of people's negative trains of thoughts come from. Yeah. My yeah, lift driver said, mindset. yeah, my, my lift driver said, I don't think you're going to make it. And I was like, I don't know, man. I just don't think you can think that way. <laughs> I immediately deflected that shit. Like, nah, 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 nah. Even if I don't make it, I'll be at the airport. I mean, it's and I'll irrelevant. It out. Like, you're like, I'm going to the airport. So <laughs> yeah, man. Just how about you just shut up and take me there? there. Like, he we, was nice about you it. You know He's what like, we have control know, over right now is driving as safely, I guess, yeah. but also as fast as possible to this fucking airport. Yeah. So why don't you think about that instead of telling me what I'm going to do or not going to do? do. Shit anyway, dude. Like, <laughs> I've already set this in motion. So if I do everything else I can to be riding this wave, um, what the result is is what the result is. Yeah. 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 We've been going for a hot minute, actually 90 minutes actually, part one. at this point. So we might have to continue on part two, you know, I'm like, but I, I mean, we can keep going. I, I love that. But uh, I think this is a good food break. If nothing you wanna, else. Yeah. We got, we got some people coming here. They want to cook and shit like, yeah. and, um, I wanted to, I just wanted to open it up to like one last like thought. If you guys have any on like all this, you um, know? Nick, we should probably give it to you. No, absolutely. I talk too much. <laughs> me too. Me too, man. We all have this problem. I don't know. I'm not the most talkative person. Um, but I don't know. It's just the thing is that like Hello. Hey. the fuck is that shit? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hello, Sarah. Well, <laughs> tell them to shut up. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> hey, friend. What up? Okay, anyhow. Sorry. Dude, that was hilarious. That was awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's how you end an episode I didn't right even hear who that is. Who, it's who a is. small child. We're going to have to like get explained after this. I'm so confused right now what's going on. That was hilarious. That was great. But I don't know, man. Like, there was like one little thing that I wanted to, I was taking out for a while. Kill it. That I'm sorry. I wanted to like rewind back on, which was like. One, <laughs> who is that? T- close the thing, would you please? <laughs> who is that? What the hell? Is that a little kid? You don't know Fresh Jimmy? You don't know Fresh Jimmy? They're my neighbors? <laughs> Why are you like... Brandon Douglas, you your neighbor. Did you make friends with them? Or is this the first interaction we've had? When? 
perfection. Okay, yeah, I'm just curious because like I've never heard of these people ever, and all of a sudden they're like screaming. Yeah, Whoa! look left. Friend. I'm like, what? What the fuck? Because I'm on a balcony. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, sorry. We Nick. just got to wrap this beast up. G- um, give me that. <laughs> I, I don't want to go into another conversation, mm. but basically, I was just saying that like it's a weird thing. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it and like I'm embarrassed to say this, but like you get like a lot. Well, I get a lot of like suicidal thoughts, and it's when I do a lot of really scary stuff that I realize what my value of myself is. Kind of, it's like. It's very interesting to me because like it's weird how I I can have these thoughts for like days in a row and days in a row, but then if I'm training and I'm at that sort of that sort of facing death moment, all of a sudden I like I, I realize how much you actually value, how much you don't want to lose your life. Yeah, mm. and it's interesting. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it's not. I think it's well, an amazing it's thing. Not the only thing. Ride that out because like, like remember that. I don't know. I just don't know. Like, personally, to be totally honest, I just don't know if it's like dangerous or not. <laughs> like, I don't think we do either. I think that's yeah. got to be like that's something probably only you know for sure. But I mean, it feels. I think safe. like it makes very much. It makes perfect sense that you're putting yourself next to as close to danger as possible. Like they say, fear and intelligence are like you know the same thing or whatever. Like just being understanding things actually in putting yourself near that situation helps you get the the contrast again like i was saying like how much you appreciate your your life and what you actually have going for yourself and i guess it could be a bad thing that you you have to push yourself if if that's the only place you can feel that way that maybe is like the thing that's not so great because if you have to be you know doing extreme things all the time that's going to be exhausting yeah but it is but I think it just—it just wants to be known. But I think it's—it's it's good that you know, like, what's working for you, and maybe you know, the more you give some attention to that, that feeling, and what's yeah. actually getting it, yeah, I bet you can re- replicate it in other ways. Yeah, and that's I bet what I'm you like can like. To do. That's what I'm trying to figure out how to do now. And I think just like for me, like the last thing is really just that there's there's too too many people that feel the way that I do, mm. and I know it's hard to like come out of the show, but I think coming out of the show is it's actually starting to pay off a little bit and you have to, you do have to find people you trust. Cause I know, I know for me, like one of the biggest things was I, I just push people away because I think I'm burdening or something or I'm just some extra weight or just a bunch, just tons of literally just tons and tons of different reasons. But you have to reach out to someone at some point. And even if it has to be like professional help, mm. I'm going to say, like, I think you should do it. Mm. I think I think if you want to get out of it you you need help figuring out who you are and why whatever is happening is happening and you need to you need to dig deep into yourself and it's going to suck like <laughs> it's going to it's going to hurt to talk to people you're probably like I know for me I've cried tons of times when I start opening up and sometimes you might even feel like you're going to throw up or something like I don't mm. know if everyone's a little different but through if you just kind of muddle through those parts it comes out a little bit nicer on the other side, just a little bit. Definitely, but dude. A little, but a little, I mean, I see a, a the transformation. Nicer, like, I've seen time. the transformation firsthand, moment to moment, month to month, like year to year. Even with you, just like the more you've embraced that, I've seen like how you've you've come a long way. And even though you've had lots of you know to deal with, like you know, I'm sure you feel like you've had ups and downs and stuff. Like you're definitely. It feels like from where I'm standing and sitting, 
like I, I'm really proud of like all the progress you made. I really like appreciate, appreciate you sharing on on the podcast and just like everything that we've ever had this conversation. We've talked about this kind of stuff all the time in private, and it's never a burden. Like I tell you that all the time too. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, dude, I like you help me feel better about it because I'm facing stuff that's less scary than what you're facing. So I not only get to hash things out and get inspired by your ability to face those demons, I also get to feel like good because i'm helping you yeah. you know and like everyone gets to feel good helping each other yeah. like that and think, so and i think that's something that kind of needs to be understood is that most people that are close to you if you do actually reach out to them um they're gonna probably be happy that you did 100 percent. so like and if they're not they fuck those people get them out of your life yeah actually correct yeah <laughs> absolutely do that but uh, if they're there for you and it make and it more than likely does make them happy too yeah you know those are those are the people you need to surround yourself with. You need to, you know, you kind of just need to allow it to happen. You need to, you have to just let them dig into you a little bit. Yeah, because it's vulnerable, but it's, you got it's vulnerable when you, you got each weak. other. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's hard for me to accept personally, but like humans are just a social species. Mm-hmm. They yeah, are, like, I'm always in denial about it all the time, and I feel like it makes me weak to want social interaction. But so I, I, I tend to distance myself from everyone and be super, super alone. And that comes with like the sort of depression thing. Mm. And I think, I think what you kind of have to do is you have to accept that it's okay to be alone if you want to be alone, but it, you don't have to feel lonely. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, like, like I do, I'm super, you know, I'm the opposite of Marquise. I'm super introverted. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I like to just be by myself doing shit. Like, yeah. like I like training by myself. Like it, mm-hmm. I, I get really productive like that. But at times there's points where like I'll be home alone or just be somewhere alone. And I am, I'm, I'm craving some sort of interaction with like yeah. someone I care about too. Like someone relatively yeah. close. And then I like won't talk to them or anything. And sometimes it's not even about like, about, me having to talk to them about what I might be feeling or anything like that. It sometimes it's just like I had this need to just hang out with this person, mm-hmm. and you know I won't try to yeah, yeah, talk it's to not, them or anything. And yeah, I just I I starve myself of that thing that I'm kind of craving and sort of need, and I'll just sit with myself and it becomes worse. So it's like you know just trying trying to take small steps. You know talk to. If you're close to your parents, talk to your parents. If you have one close friend, talk to that one close friend just a little bit. Just like try to try to just reach out more, even if it means like, hey, I don't want to talk about anything, but I kind of want to like sit in a room and hang out with someone else. Mm. Like, yeah, honesty, honesty <laughs> is so endearing, right? Like, yeah. like it's crazy because like not you in particular, but like when you feel like you're a burden on people, it's almost like when you when you actually feel that way and you act on that belief you almost make it true because yeah. like then people like want to interact with you and you're like even though you are trying to be like non-burdenous you're actually sort of not being authentic cuz like mm. you're like I'm not just willing to say I'm fucking lonely or I need to like a hug or whatever the fuck it is you yeah, know like yeah. but if like it's it's scary as it is to say that and like it might make you cry or something terrible <laughs> like like it, that makes people love you, you know, because anyone can see like when you're, when you're looking at someone that's telling them their truth or just being honest, like it's, you just become stronger. You and bond this stronger like every time, yeah, you know, like yeah. that's what, yeah, it's just weird, you know, like how it's counterintuitive, but like the more you embrace that, the more you can face that fear, like the better things get, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's baby steps, you know, take an hour. 
Mm. Yeah. Half an hour, whatever. Like, like yo, I just want to hang out for 15 minutes. Like, for me, I was in a really yeah. super bad headspace, and it got so bad to the point where I was like, genuinely, I was kind of like, I just want to end it tonight. Mm. And then I called Dylan up, and I was like, dude, I need you. And, and he came right away, he came, right? He came right away, and he he was there, and then, you know, we went to Perkins and shit. <laughs> Christine came too Both of them came And hit both of them up Oh nice And you know, those are it's People like that That you need And that was something That I needed to do And that's something I need to do more of Not in that sort of state But like just in general Like hey I want to see you I miss you And like Yeah don't let it get To that point You <laughs> yeah, know It's like yeah. You're like You wait till you're like Having a heart attack You know To like <laughs> yeah. oh! Okay, give me the give me the medicine. It's yeah, like no, yeah. if you just take the aspirin every day, then you don't have to yeah. you have the heart attack. Yeah. I mean, that's a shitty analogy, but it's kind of <laughs> no like, I mean? it's it's like, like oh, I got jumper's knee. Let me keep fucking with it until it tears. Then yeah, I'll get it. Okay, then I'll get it. Yeah, then I'll get it. Yeah, I'll get rather than just rehabbing it. Yep. It's like right when it starts happening. Dude, I mean, I think yeah, I love that you're you know like think about where you're at right now. You're willing to to share your story. And help inspire and help all the other people that might be listening. I think that's huge. Even if it was, you know? even if it was just like one or two people. That, Dude, it's guaranteed that, like, going to help somebody. I know it. <laughs> and uh, it's helped me. So count that one already. Um, this conversation, Yo. dude. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add, Marquise, before we wrap up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, seriously. I think my only real note is like, if you're at a loss for what to do. <laughs> Sorry. If you're at a loss for what to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, there is nothing wrong with asking for even the smallest bit of help. Mm. If you're like, I'm not sure I'll be wanting to get out of bed tomorrow. If there's one person you can like get to call you when you're supposed to wake up. Mm. Yeah, that's progress for you. And it's progress for them being able to like assist as a friend or a person in your life. Yeah. Like if they would like to do that and you don't know how to like start. Yeah. It could be that simple. Yes, yeah, hey, everyone you, needs you practice. Just, can we just talk some for people five need practice giving morning, help. Like some people need practice taking help. You know, yeah. I think part of my recovery was absolutely just being willing and absolutely geared to share. Because as like I said earlier, and Nick acknowledged as well, I'm hyper extroverted. Mm. I was literally, I don't, I still don't know how I got the Wi-Fi password. I really don't. Um, there's an entire, there's like a 30 minute video of me in the first facility I was in in England, and I still haven't watched it. I'm still afraid of that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, but, but like. Wow. Even in my most gone of moments, I was out here like, yo, I need to talk to people about this shit right now. But that's, I, I am very lucky in my own hardwiring. Like I don't mm. get it, but I would love to help people. At, like as I figured out the small steps to getting more and more hardwired for the things I'd like to be doing, I'd like to share those tips. Like, so the first tip is start with the smallest step of asking for help if you're at a loss. Mm. Hell yeah, boys. Um, yeah, man. Still stoked we got to do this. I'm super stoked, you know, like, and that's what this has been about. I'm like, what is the smallest step I can take to, to maybe help? Um, you know, yeah. it's I'm like, this is like, yeah. I mean, I'll, I really appreciate I think it's huge, actually, you know, and who knows, like, what this what comes of this, but this could really touch somebody. Maybe it doesn't. I don't care, dude. Like, I feel good about it. And I really appreciate you guys sharing, like, and, uh, and as someone that, you know, has experienced, I'm more in the middle. Like sometimes I'm like more depressed. Sometimes I'm more, oh shit. Sometimes I'm more like manic, you know, extroverted, introverted. Like I ride the line a little bit more, but that's why it's been really helpful to see both points of view on this for me. Yeah. And like, I know that there's lots of people out there that will, will identify and, and, and help get. Yeah. It's definitely been interesting for me to speak with Marquise recently. 
Yeah, because he's like the polar. Yeah, like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, hold on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I finally understand the dynamic I had with people growing up. Yeah. So I grew up with a lot of people with like very depressive traits. Mm. And I look back at it and I'm just like, I don't know how anybody can bounce that much negativity off of them. And so just be like, this is, this is, yeah, yep. The <laughs> one time I had like a little thing in school, it was like very, very small. Yeah. You know? So I, I still challenge myself every day to just try to listen a little more. As you notice, I talk a lot. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm also working on that one. It's a but. skill. I don't know, man. Like the way someone who doesn't share as much as I do needs to learn how to share. I need to learn how to shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Me too. Sometimes I'm trying to show up. You're trying to show up or shut show, up? Show up and shut up sometimes, you know? I'm trying to show up and say something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always that guy in the fucking corner who's like, <laughs> just... Wallflower. Hey. <laughs> you could be that dog mysterious, though. The dog mysterious? Yeah. yeah. People like to, Ooh, what is that guy? That's that guy you had some dude coming up to you today wanting to spoon you. Yeah, yeah, there's a dude who knows me in the pool today. Hold on. This is hilarious. We're going to end with this. Yeah, I'll end with this. Well, I'll end with this. I'll end with this. I'll push this, this mic away. Feel, this made yeah. me feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're at the pool. Uh, I got my back cupped recently. Uh, like three days ago. Looks like so. an octopus gave him a long hug. Yeah, just to help loosen the back up a little bit. And so we're at the pool. I'm shirtless because, you know, that's what you do at the pool when it's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this guy probably, I want to say somewhere between 35 and 40, walks up to me. And he asked me about the cupping marks and asked if, like, they were a tattoo or if I actually got cupped. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I got cut. Like, it felt, it was like, it's super nice for my muscles or whatever. Like, it helps kind of relax. I start going into that. He just blows off what I say. <laughs> and just, like, basically just talks over me. And he's just like, nice, nice. He's like, he's like, you know, cupping is cool, but I prefer spooning. And, like, gave me, like, a weird look. And then kind of just, like, walked away and put his hat on and tried, and, like, kind of strutted away a little bit. And I was like, eh? <laughs> just get hit on by an old dude <laughs> like, she won't be the last time dude you better I, watch out man. especially with your shirt off at the pool baby I've never been hit on by someone like that much older than me that was a guy it was like the, it was like I was like oh that was weird that was weird but damn like, dude I'm not used to this but okay you could get you could get I feel sorry for the like I just kind of felt bad for it made me feel like kind of like empathize a lot more with women dealing with it I was like <laughs> I was like damn you guys deal with this like every day like 30 times that's fucking nuts yeah <laughs> like, yeah I'm so sorry shout out to all the unwanted <laughs> attention out there yeah sorry I'm sorry ladies that you have to deal with that because that is horrible and it's so uncomfortable fair play <laughs> But hey, that guy's making his move, you know? Yeah, fair enough. You know, sure sometimes I'd... the world's going to make you uncomfortable. You got to like be able to stand your ground. It was relatively respectful. Yeah. Like, I can say that too. He I didn't like grab you in the dick or anything. Yeah, yeah. That's not okay. Don't no, do that. Don't ever do that. No, don't, don't just grab anyone <laughs> No ever. one ever grab <laughs> genitals without written or expressed permission. <laughs> well, if I did it to you, written written we got here. Right. How did that happen? <laughs> Definitely uh, not a stranger. I don't, I don't know, dude. It depends how the way you grabbed them. It would it'd be all contextual for me. I don't want you to grab them. <laughs> I'm going to say that actually right here. This is evidence. Do not touch my genitals, Nicholas Ortiz, please. I'd prefer you don't. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. fine. Okay. What if like, there's like a fucking railroad spike in If it? there's a fire in my crotch, you can like stomp. This like, is don't such stomp a it out. weird like, epilogue to out. this whole thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> you always take a really sharp turn. Sharp at turn the end to of the I'm going to stand up now. All right. You're done? All right, gang. Thank you guys for joining. Um, we, we made Marquise just want to just stand up. He he's can't even deal with the, the profanity and disgustingness that happens on 
High drop. He's just mad he's not getting hit on. Oh. Yeah, like fine. he's not getting hit on. He's definitely getting hit on. He's definitely getting hit on. Oh Tiana and Danny were giving him the eyes earlier tonight. <laughs> the lead at. Um, all right. The lead at. They're, they're listening right now. They're probably like, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We love you guys. Jesus Thank you guys Christ. for joining us. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Marquise. Uh, we'll see you soon on uh, next episode. High drop. Peace. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed that episode. I hope it was beneficial to some people out there. Please get us uh, get at us in the comments if there's something that you liked or maybe didn't like or whatever. Uh, we want to hear from you. So uh, follow us on Instagram at Height Drop. And um, and on Twitter and stuff, I think we have all the the at height drop stuff, which is nice. Um, I think I even got that at heightdrop.com, which I have not done anything with yet. But we're gonna figure that out. And uh, thank you guys again so much for listening and giving your attention and, and your thoughts to to something a little bit more um, maybe you know uncomfortable. You know, and it it puts me a little bit on edge. I don't know if you if you heard, I got mad at some poor little kids. Uh, I didn't know they were little kids when I got mad, but you know, you know, I, I think it's an important conversation. So sorry for all the interruptions and stuff. It kind of tenses me up because I feel responsible for the podcast going smoothly. But um, we're gonna have to get a studio, a real studio or something, or like set some studio hours in my house so we don't get interrupted so much. But um, thank you guys again, and thank you Nick, and thank you Marquise very much for joining and sharing. Uh, you guys will be able to find all their information in the description and. If you want to support the podcast uh, beyond just your listening, which we love your listening. Thank you for your ears. Um, just just supporting it by listening is great. If you want to end subscribing, we really appreciate that. You can also leave a five, count them five stars, five star review on uh, on any of those review uh, podcast review apps or sections of the apps. And that really helps boost the the exposure and the, and the podcast clout. So appreciate you. Appreciate anyone who's done that. And, um, and of course, there's some sponsor links. If so if you find something in the description that looks appealing to you and you decide to go through with uh, buying something or, or learning parkour online with Parkour ADU or something like that, then you'll get, you know, there's some kickback potentially to the podcast with your purchase. So we appreciate you guys using our links as well. Um, that's it, guys. Patreon's coming soon. Much love. To everyone who's been listening this far and um we're almost coming up on that semi-annual episode so um it's exciting i'll let chaos chaos play you guys out uh, as you as they played you in and uh i'll see you guys next week peace